0: Waffle
1: On! Podcast. Hello and welcome to Waffle On! About Only Fools and Horses. I'm Simon Reddings. And I'm Mark Hello. And I'm Peter Coleman. Welcome back, Peter, to the show. This is your third episode, I do believe. It must be. Yes. Can Thank you for having you, me back. Can you name the ones you've already been on? <laughs> well, we did the special with uh, the James Bond special, which wasn't that actually wasn't a awful, awful, awful lot. Long. But no, it, it, for, it, it uh, felt was a lot. It felt a lot. Of um, and we did political satire. hmm satire. 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 Yeah. Satire. no! And we did Blackadder as well. Blackadder 2. Yes. And uh, you'll be coming uh, back at the, towards the end of the year for the Blues Brothers.
2: Oh no. yes, yes, my trial by
1: tedium. Yes, yeah, because you've not seen the Blues Brothers, you? No, no. no. I'm, and Carl don't like not it. Of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Right?
1: <laughs> but yeah, I need to thank you for last time. By the way, the um, the introduction to the Magnum podcast. Ah, right. uh, video killed the radio star. Did you like that little piece? I did. It was one of the, one of the first songs I actually remember. Oh, really? 1980? Yeah. It's a classic tune, isn't it? Video killed the as well. MTV's first ever song? It's
3: true. And, and also, song. he was the lead singer of, um, yes, for about three years, Buggles. Oh, he was he? Yeah. Oh, I it's didn't an interesting fun fact for you. Excellent.
1: Here's one of those eagle-eyed, uh, eagle-eyed or eagle-eared listeners to uh, waffle on. eagle
0: eyed Eagle-eared. <laughs> e- eagle-eared. They're an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> <Is
3: that? laughs> got
1: ears. They must. Know. They must do They must have ears Of course they do. good you know When they talk about
3: ear Which is Is this the ear As I'm pointing to there That's an ear lobe Is
1: that an ear lobe So which is the
3: ear Is that the inner part Or is that all
1: the ear I think it's just a general category. If you have that chopped off
0: Is that still you still got
1: it Well now you've got no ears I don't know Hmm Interesting Mm. (laughs) Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Waffle On Podcast Uh, Those uh, eagle-eared listeners will uh, will have noticed that uh, Of course we do have different uh, songs at the beginning of every episode um, and if there's a cheesy crap song you would like us to play and destroy with the radio edit and interlude, please do send us. Yeah, because we'll have it. Any cheesy
3: crap, we'll <laughs> have it. I think I will. So, uh, let's say, Kelly, how are you today? Are you all right? alright. Yeah. Apart from dental pain, but Denver that's Pine. another conversation.
1: So you've been loading yourself up on Colgate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, Pete, how are you? Any uh, any news from your uh, neck of the woods? Well, by sheer comparison, I'm very <laughs> I'm very well <laughs> mentally speaking. <laughs> yes. there you well, there you go. you've got your uh, energy jink, which is uh, well, as, as always. Is. Yes, yes, I'd like to thank my sponsors. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's have this.
0: Jeez, get on with the housekeeping already.
1: Housekeeping, gentlemen. Uh, now we have a new iTunes review, and Cal, we like our iTunes
3: reviews, do we not? Oh, is- I
0: do.
1: And uh, this one is from Emma Fenton, and uh, she says, "Ian and I really enjoy this uh, great trip down memory lane. I love the Magnum theme tune, but Ian still thinks it's cheesy. Uh, didn't remember about there being a different one at the start. Uh, you two are also the only guys in history who've managed to compare Tom Selick and Roger Moore, and claim that Roger did it better. P.S. Does Roger Moore sound like an in- <laughs> innu- innuendo to you?" It's just, uh, just an opinion but we think your calves are great. Yeah. Oh, Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <And> so <laughs> I'm Yeah. just
3: point the point point the voice.
0: He must
1: be, he must be but, uh, <laughs> Or all we might know. Them. You know, I think we do we do know them actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not big really And of course we also have a email regarding the last show. And this is from uh, Scott Boswell. So, uh, let me read this out. To you gentlemen and to you good listeners. Hello from the US. Mm -hmm. I found your podcast mixed in with the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. But when I saw you were talking about Magnum, I had to listen. I'm 44, and in college, we were devoted to the show. We even had a Magnum shrine with a Detroit Tigers (laughs) cap as the centrepiece. In case you didn't know, Higgy Baby is what TC called Higgins. Uh, Ah,
3: this is uh... a fact we couldn't sort of work out in our head. If we made it up, that one called him Higgy Baby. Mm -hmm. And
1: as a general rule anytime someone's called something baby in an American show the person speaking is black I'm black I'm black so it's okay to laugh about it (laughs) (laughs) good Good. (laughs) nice nice (laughs) voice it's your license Um, yeah yeah Uh, there's no reason to feel embarrassed about enjoying the show it was generally very well written and anything well written could stand the test of time I don't think we've ever been embarrassed about anything we like Uh should be Now, well. uh, no, Two pieces of trivia you might not know, especially if you're unfamiliar with the shows. On the comedy detective show Psyche, as part of a series of questions to determine the worthiness of his best friend's new girlfriend, the lead character asks the woman, what were the two best episodes of Magnum? She answers... And he puts in brackets here correctly. Have you seen the Sunrise parts one and two, which is the story where uh, one of Thomas's best friends is blown up at the end of part one, and Magnum kills the Russian bomber who killed him at the conclusion? Uh, and this year, the spy spoofing cartoon Archer. Yeah. Now, I've seen this advertised on TV. It's like a private icon thing. Kind of yeah, film, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, also reference the story. I don't know if you could find this Magnum story on YouTube, but you should look for it. In fact, I did actually, and, uh, and Scott wasn't the only one. Chris Thomas on. Uh, on, um, on the internet, a friend of mine also mentioned that episode. number watch it and he, he, do, he, he does kill the bloke. And he just shoots him. Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, episode. Uh, for film suggestion, how about another 80s classic, Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, I
3: love Revenge of the Nerds. you do like Revenge of
1: the Nerds, don't you? It's
3: very crude as well. well I'm not in too sure <laughs> if we could get away with that. We would
1: have to put a putting an um, explicit thing in there. I just saw a great reference to it on an episode of Family Guy it's fascinating to hear the UK points of view on American shows cheers that's really nice to hear because we're a bit worried about that weren't we yeah. and that was from Scott from Philadelphia Cal tell us about our Facebook page
3: well it's on Facebook that's great <laughs> and you can go on there and write things down and then sometimes you'll have a look and then sometimes I will
1: which is a rarity
3: and then you'll put a comment on there
1: yeah and that's it. That's great. There you go. Uh, the well. my phone It does work well. We have 117 members on our face. Is that website. gone off or down? It has gone off. It floated, actually. <laughs> we had, we had 100, 170 about two weeks ago. Then we went down to 169. And now we've gone back up again to 170. <laughs> that floating member,
3: so to speak.
0: But who is, is so that? Is so that someone <laughs> getting <laughs> so
3: livid about the podcast why I'm leaving that group? Then sleeping and thinking, actually, yeah. that's actually okay. Actually. That's actually I agree with what yeah. they said, and John, and then change the mind again a week mm. later.
1: Are you a member of the Waffle Lab podcast group on Facebook? I don't need to be. I see you every week. That is true. There you go. That's an answer. No. Uh, I could be a floating member for you if you like. Well, please. Yeah. Uh, you are in the middle of us. Uh, Although, no. I think I <laughs> used Facebook to suggest rent a ghost. I think so, you did, actually. I think I just put yeah. Rent-a-Ghost, rent-a-ghost. And then imagine my surprise when, <laughs> when you spent yes, an hour discussing Timothy Claypole. So, um, we also have a Twitter account. Now, you can follow me, uh, at HawkeyeMeds, and WaffleOn does also now have a Twitter account. And uh, uh, no surprises there. You can find that at WaffleOnPodcast. Uh, so, let's click on. Kel, what do we do at the beginning of each show? We play the theme tune.
4: We got some off-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet TVs, deep freeze and David Bowie OPs pool games, gold chains, wuss names and edit push and Trevor Francis tracksuits suits from a mush and Shepherd's Bush Bush, push, 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 push Low no income tax, no V8, No money
5: back, no guarantee Black or white, rich or poor
4: We'll cut prices and a straw.
2: Street, Viva, Hooky Street, Long
5: Live
4: Hooky Street, Same Hooky Street,
1: magnifique, Hooky Street, Hooky Street. Okay, the uh, theme tune there, now. the theme tune uh, that we've just played is the one that everyone knows. You know, the Inca context as you both know, um, there's actually uh, two versions of that, and there's also. An original theme tune uh, that was wrote by Ronnie Hazelhurst. Now, the one we just heard is wrote by John Sullivan, the writer uh, and uh, producer of... Uh, he, wrote the, course, he wrote the theme tune as well. and, th- and sang the theme tune to John he Sullivan. Did. He no, didn't do. that's yeah. normally Dennis Waterman's. He normally does. So, right. yeah. the yeah. uh, so, as what we do, we like to uh, give you a little gift at the end of the podcast, after the promos, um, we are actually going to play the other version of the, the main theme tune and the original theme tune, so you'll get to hear that. Uh, now, just a quick note, the one reason why we've actually bumped Only Fools and Horses up the schedule of Waffle On, and ironically we do have a schedule, uh, was because, unfortunately, of the sad death of John Sullivan, who died not long ago. And uh, there's a couple of other deaths we'd like to mention in the, the entertainment world. Uh, one was Elizabeth Sladen, who died. Everyone knows her from Doctor Who. And Pete, uh, you'd like to just mention another one there. I come bearing news, uh, very sadly, uh, as I heard about an hour ago that um, Edward Hardwick, who... Mm. uh... Played Watson to Jeremy Brett's uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, sadly passed away so. yeah and uh, the, the the rather annoying thing there uh, well it's annoying because well, kind of really he died for him. <laughs> uh, but uh, me and Kel actually uh, went to search for him at the last memorabilia yeah play, we did Yeah, and uh, we couldn't see him anywhere but uh, yeah so sad news there about Edward who uh, in my opinion while it was, uh, was the best uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, well sorry best uh, Watson uh, in Sherlock Holmes as everyone knows my favourite Sherlock Holmes is actually Jeremy Brett um, those people who might not know, we have done a podcast on uh, the Jane Brett years as Sherlock Holmes, in which Edward is featured, and we do urge uh, you to go and look at that. So then, uh, let's uh, crack on with Only Falls Musly. Now, we'll have a little bump, as we like to do, and then talk about it. Now, we we're going to try and put some clips in throughout the episode, um, because, but the trouble is a lot of them are visual gags as we all know and so we've picked a few out now there's seven series of Only Fools and Horses which people might, might think that's a bit of a shock um, and there's a number of episodes was 64
3: which in your which you know in your head you think there's hundreds of episodes made that yeah. 20 episodes like Friends just, you know loads and loads and loads of it but there really
1: wasn't but no. you only ever see the same series like, yeah the same there were 64 stroke 65 episodes some people class Miami twice as one episode but actually of course it was in two parts yeah. there were six lost episodes now, I've already wrote all these down, got, did a bit of research. Uh, many thanks, I must say, to the Only Falls and Norses Appreciation Society online. Uh, if you're a huge fan of Only Falls and please do go to their website. Um, they have lots of information where I've got some information from there, so kudos to those um, now it was directed by in 1981 Martin Shadlow and the main actors in this were David Jason Nicholas Lindhurst Leonard Pierce Buster Merrifield Roger Lloyd Pack John Challis, Paul Barber Tessa Pete Jones Gwyneth Strong Patrick Murray and Sue Holderness we'll talk about those individually later on um, the theme tune as we said was wrote by uh, John Sullivan and of course we also sung that now the main story of Only Fools and Horses revolves around Derek Delboy Trotter, played by David Jason. Would you say he's a stereotypical cockney?
3: Well, technically, if you want to be technical about it—he's not. He's from South London. <laughs> to me, he's a cockney. Yeah. he's a pretty cockney.
1: We well, well. know two. I only know two generally people who regularly get in touch with us from London, and that would be uh, Joe Cummings and also uh, our man Mike Featherstone, who comes from Wimbledon. I don't oh, know if he comes from Wimbledon, but you literal, can't get much more cockney than that. Can you? Well, no, yes, that's fucker cockney. Cockney, <laughs> <laughs> cockney. <Cock-a-cock-a-y. Yeah. laughs> uh, now he, of course, um, lives in uh, a flat called Nelson Mandela House in Peckham. Okay, now obviously the high-rise uh, is not actually called uh, Mandela House; it is actually called Harle- Harlech Tower, which is in Park Road, East Acton, in London. Uh, uh, up to nineteen ninety-eight, when it uh, was then moved to the Whitmead House on Duckmere Road in Bristol where a lot of only oh. false Norseys was later shot. Oh. And now Dow lives with his younger brother, Rodney Trotter, played by Nicholas Linhurst, uh, and in the first... funny as well? No, no, the reason Basically, is... and <laughs> like <the> <laughs> no, no, the reason is because uh, my point of script here, I've wrote it as Ridney. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> is funny. Uh, yeah. I, did, I did write this really quick. Uh, and in the first few years, uh, they lived, of course, with Granddad plays by the late Leonard Pierce. The Trotters' mother, Joan, uh, died when Rodney was very young and their father did a runner, leaving Delph to be the head of the family and bring Rodney up. They're a close family, even though at times Delph feels held back by having to look after his younger brother. Grandfather, of course, later episodes, Uncle Albert, played by the wonderful Buster, Maryfield. Um, Quick question for you two here. Who do you prefer, Grandad or... Buster or uh, Uncle Albert. Uh, Cal, you... Uh... I'm, a,
3: I'm an Uncle Albert man. You're an Uncle Albert. Uh, uh, you know, Grandad had some great lines, mm-hmm. but it, I just found him horrible. <laughs> Do you know, You know, when you... If you, if you, there's a, sometimes you see a character in it and you've got no logical reason why you don't like him other than yeah. you just don't like the look of him and <laughs> very much with him I just didn't like the way he was always a bit dirty and yeah. he, you know Uncle Albert was like a sailor and he was like a bit lively had a big white beard a,
1: a huge bushy yeah. beard yeah. now um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I always remember our, 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 our good friend Kev Morgan always said he didn't like Granddad because he looked like he smelt like of wee <laughs> yeah
3: and he did, he did. But
1: he was still playing like, that role when anyway. he was yeah, horrible. Yeah, obviously when he's he an, an actor. He's a trippin' old drunk, wasn't really. he? Mm. Now, uh, yeah, mm. I mean, almost, I'm, I'm more of a, a non but fan as well, I must admit. I, I, like, I do like Andy bit. I mean, I love Andy Forza anyway, but I, I really do like... Uh, I, like
3: I think I like as well, it, is so what, what sort of what Pete was saying, that we sort of matured at... The, the, sort of the rate right of that so by the time we were like 16, 17 it was the late 80s yeah. and we were getting the jokes then because you always got people falling over but it was the other jokes about class and all the other jokes about what there wasn't very much in that mm. and you sort of pick them up as you well, get yeah, on I that. mean
1: you, you saying that, that I'm just going to do a big shout out to one of our listeners to Cheryl Huff who's an absolute huge Only Fools and Horses fan in fact she's uh, sent us an, uh, an email which we'll uh, read out in a bit um, and she says one thing that really annoys her is um, the the, the classic, you know, only falls and orsies scene with Dale falling through the bar. Yeah,
3: and really, that really does. But uh, every great really comedy has got a scene like that. Uh, it's, just, it's just, you know, that's just for the, you know, what should I was say? The, 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 you know, the temporary fans, isn't it? Yeah, every, you know, they, they can put that on the top ten funny st- things print and that'll always be in there it but it's not it the time. Best Lady for and Otis bit no, 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 long, no, long, no. Is it
1: I think that's uh, what contributes to my my slight hatred of the programme is that that particular clip yeah, I can understand is, it. is at just... the top of all of these yeah. lists and well firstly out of context it's not that funny didn't and... Stuart
3: Lee do a whole show all about that didn't he he did, mm, yes, he did all about yes. that saying it's the funniest thing ever it? It's just, know, you know there's so much
1: more out there and it's just one, another example of these lazy list programmes
0: is, very... that, is
3: that the
1: reason why you're not a great fan of, um, of Only Falls and Aussie's Pete um, I think part of it is um, the kind of crowd mentality that goes with the show sometimes mm. I mean you know if, if all of your friends have seen a film and it's amazing. And yeah, they, yeah, they all say it's amazing, you must go and see it. Yeah. And something in the back of your head says, No, I'll I'm not it. gonna go and yeah, see yeah, that. It's not everybody like a, else. That's just oh, like a rebellious street more towards kind it. Kind of in a way, but I think I, Kelly, you know, you are nodding there. I think you know exactly the same thing. I, I happen to be the train spotting. Mm. Have you never have you, you never know, seen you know, train spotting either? Much later. Yeah. Much, much oh, later. You know what
3: in me? That, with me, it's Lord of the Rings. Oh. It, it leaves <laughs> me cold. And everyone was telling me, especially you, Mix, oh, this, it's amazing, it's, it's like, oh my God. and it is amazing. And no, but it, no, it isn't. Yeah, know really. but I mean, if that's your opinion. If I point don't point it, point yeah. get it, I'll just. Well, like, it's, 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 I even say how great it is. I'm grating, so thinking, no, I prefer, this is a really bad thing. I preferred the cartoon in the 80s. <laughs> <Sorry>, it's <laughs> a bad thing to <laughs> say. <laughs> that
1: is a bad thing. Um, get out of your house. No, get out of your house. Quite Peter Cook and Dudley Moore.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, what Pete's saying, it, it, mm. it, you know, you th- I think most people have that, don't they? Well, you know, they want to go against the grain. I think everyone's got that in them, haven't um, they? Yeah, you know what my one is?
1: What? And I'm, I'm rectifying this now, is Firefly. Because I, I, I'm not, I've, bought, I've got the box set of Firefly, I've got the film Serenity... And I really want to watch it. And I am going to watch it now because my friends, Jen and Angela, have said you must watch it. And now Adil wants me to watch it so we can go, you know, do some sending away stuff. But the thing is, because everyone kept telling me to watch, you've, you, you've, got, you've never watched Firefly? Yeah, right. Are you mad? What kind of geek are you if you've not watched Firefly? Well, because the more people say that to me, so it must be the same as you, what you say saying about Only Falls, the more times I went well I will no. I'll watch it and, and I'll tell you who was a bit like that it was um, a guy called Obsidian who uh, presents uh, the, the wonderful he's now not venom of the Extra Life Radio with Scott Johnson and he'd never seen a Star Trek film or an episode but because everyone was saying are you mad he said oh, I can't really be bothered and because the more people kept saying you must watch it you must watch it is, that, is the Blues Brothers a bit like that? Is that the reason why you've never watched the Blues Brothers? Or is it because it's, it's not something you've really fancied? I think so, but I, I think the Blues Brothers, um, in a different way, is one of those kind of rite of passage films. It's like it's, it's like things that films that you must watch and you generally Star have Wars watched. when, like yeah. when, when Wars watch... you kind of it's, it's generally a part of your upbringing. It's like um, Star Wars, it's The mm. Breakfast Club, it's yeah, the Blues yeah. Brothers, maybe it's null and I, it's Life of Brian, it's... Things that generally act as your formative films, yeah. and people manage to see them at some point. But uh, Blues Brothers went, went by oh, me, so we'll. Um, apparently, well, you'll be tying me to a chair and sorting that out later yeah. in the Oh, year. we will do. It involves some beers and a curry, so it seems like about the ideal Saturday, if you ask me. Beer and a
0: curry? Yeah.
1: All right, then. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, Beans we mentioned, Cheryl, let's read out her, uh, her email. She kindly messaged me on Facebook and she says, Owuva. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where to start when I. Uh, when you were going to do a waffle on about only falls and horses. I was really excited. I know everyone always says that the funniest scene is Del falling through the bar, but it makes me cringe. Drink uh, up, drink, drink up, we're leaving. Seriously, of all the amazing episodes, this clip has been killed on every funniest clip show which is true isn't
3: it? Quite quite. I can interject there mm. I can say it's like saying oh in the office the funniest scene ever was the dancing, it was dancing scene, scene. No. it just never never was no. in no. any way was it it just was no. at the bottom it was a funny little scene because I remember when I first was that episode you didn't even th- I was a funny bit but you didn't think I was going to be on every show it was just like a dancing bit mm. and then that's become yeah, now so have have seen the show of the office now because yes, yes, we want to do man, an man, office man, podcast man. don't we oh, because we will because yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's the yeah. really greatest comedy ever made But it's not that (laughs) big. There's no skin in
1: that Mm. writing, was (laughs) there? And uh, and Cheryl continues, uh, Ash never seems to understand how much my brother and myself love this show. It comes from years growing up of watching them over and over again. We quote little snippets regularly and can wind up chuckling away, escalating from one episode to another. I categorically cannot decide which is my favourite episode. And as soon as I think of one, I'm sure it's the one, then another one pops in my head. I could probably narrow it down to either the Jolly Boys 18 or the unlucky winner is. Oh, no, 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 maybe it's only rock and roll. No, sorry, just can't decide. I'm thinking of more and more and it's just clogging up my thoughts. <clears throat> I never tire of Trigger's All Right Dave, followed by Rodney's Face. Or Boyce's Come Along Marlene, followed by his cackle and Dells French Fromage Frey. When things are coming together, creme de, <laughs> creme de la month is the best one. Or pot puree, I don't believe it, mange too, mange, mange too. Uh, my pleasure, the list goes on. I love this warped little bub- bubble. He can't see when people look at him oddly. Au contraire, au contraire, just remember another one. I love Big Brother, the first episode, and Tree Calls Rodney Dave. Another episode where Rodney feels downtrodden and not valued, threatening to go and get a real job. Grandad and Rodney <clears throat> in this episode are hilarious. When even I talk about this, now I laugh. It starts with the conflict over the actor Sidney Potter, or Sidney potty yeah. Um And how to say his name, to which Dalboy replies, personally, I'll pronounce it Harry Berafonte, but you do please yourself.
2: That Sidney Potter's a good actor, ain't he Rodney. <laughs> he was marvellous in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner.
4: Yeah, knock you out granddad. Sidney Potter?
2: Yeah, you know him. Always plays the black fella. Sidney <laughs> <laughs> Poitier. Sidney Potter. It's
4: Poitier. It's Potter. It's bloody Poitier, I'm telling ya. And I'm telling you it's bloody Potter. Are well, you two at it again, are you? Dill, how'd mm. you pronounce that fella's name on the telly? Sidney Poitier
6: or Sidney Potter? Personally I pronounce it Harry Belafonte, but
4: you two please. <laughs> of you daft old sod, it was Harry Belafonte all along.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, followed by later in the episode Dell and Rodney returned to the fat. Rodney's hands Granddad the cheeseburger he has brought him. And this is a cheeseburger. I asked for an Emperor Burger, Rodney. I couldn't afford an Emperor Burger. Grandad then interrupts down on the phone to put his point across and they are like a pair of squabbling children twig tailing. After a heated row between Del and Rodney over the stolen defective briefcases, Del loses his call and shoves the cheeseburger in Grandad's mouth. Rodney jumps up to Grandad's defence. It's against the law to force feed a senior citizen with a cheeseburger, and you know he hates them. Del says, "Well, why did you buy it for him?" Rodney says, "It's all I could afford, and you make my life a misery, you do." I'm going to start waffling on, now, eh? You see what I did there? Uh, because I really could go on forever. I'm so looking forward to hearing your views on the show. Bonjour, Cheryl. That's an in-depth I nearly lost my voice there. Oh, so that's <laughs> nearly wore his throat out. That's but not good. Again, there you, 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 yeah, we both be laughing now at hearing those little lines that Cheryl's read out to us, and they are classic scenes from the episode. Hopefully, we can find some of those. Well, to
3: me, it, 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 it's it's. I think yeah. everyone's got one. Like a homely, oh, like look a homely sitcom. Where it'll make them feel good watching it, even if they saw it a million times. Mm. Like me and you, it's a bit like, I don't know what you like, Pete, I'm like that with friends. Whenever I'm bored, I can watch friends, even though I've seen it a hundred times, and it makes me feel good watching it, even though I know the jokes are coming, I know who's saying them, I know the mannerisms of the face, I know everything, I know where they're standing in the show, but it makes you feel good and yeah. it's safe. Yeah. I know comedy shouldn't be about being safe. But I think everyone's got one, deep down. Uh, yeah, they... I mean... Like well, you send you like a bit like Last of some Summer Wine, did not you? Yeah, yeah I, you I, know, I, just... I,
1: I like Last of some Summer Wine. I mean I must admit and, uh, and uh, uh, Patrick Stratford he will be doing a uh, podcast on Lassus online. Lassus Ryan online, I know early Ryan, in my opinion was one of those sort of fantastic comedy writing absolutely Especially genius stuff. will you stop going on about baths it was only one episode he <laughs> went down the road in the bath maybe but that's
3: maybe sort of two. the of that isn't it isn't yeah it, isn't exactly it in bath? again yeah. it's that
1: same scenario yeah, it's in, that that soon, is it is Delpho in through the bar and, and, <laughs> and, and, and David Brent doing the silly dance it's all the scenarios maybe twice in the bath anyway now the few times the, the whole premise of Only Falls and on, on, Horses uh, <laughs> and Neil on Horses is uh, new on every episode. Their futile attempts to get rich with Del Boy saying, This time next year, we will be millionaires. Of course, this never happens until the one of the episodes towards the end, which they did in fact become millionaires when they found an old pocket watch in, the, in their garage. Um, but of course, the series came back after that, and lost all the sort of money. I don't think that was a wide decision, personally. No, that I mean, last episode. No, 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 that was that was being very serious.
3: The only good yeah. thing about that last thing was it introduced uh, the the prequel not it because you found out that his dad was. There's the Frog, and that's yeah. what that's what Rocking Ships come from. That was the only reason that was ever done yeah. for. Was well, to we'll, sell. we'll
1: we'll talk about Rocking Ships. Right? Yeah. do remind yeah. be me because uh, we forgot to do that on the last episode about it. Uh, Dell picks up dodgy deals and sells them on. These deals would be like Russian army camcorders, luminous yellow paint. That was in series two, episode Yellow, uh, yellow Peril, which they painted the whole of the Chinese shop with a luminous paint. You see, I'm sure that's one of the bits that the BBC would want to be getting rid of. Right. You know, it's the you kind of yeah, you, you you may as well stick yeah. at the side of your eyes and pull them back. But so, walk on your right. head. Are you are you are you talking in reference also to the James Bond film in which they make Sean Connery Chinese by yeah. making his eyes slightly slitty? Oh, that's that's how they
2: do
1: it, isn't it? Good idea. Sex dolls filled with explosive gas. Do you remember that one? The uh, one the five, the that's van. called uh, Danger UXB That's one. The
3: one one yeah. of my favourite yeah. episodes. That and Johnny Boys out in
1: the two favourite episodes. Johnny Boys out. They have their own company, which is unregistered, obviously, to avoid tax, and that is called Trotters Independent Traders, otherwise known as Cal Tits. Their mode of transport is a knackered yellow three-wheeler van with the words New York, Paris, and Peckham on the side. Meds, no. yes. Meds, what's the van? It's a Robin Reliant. No. Oh. No. no, 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 no. Look at him. He's been. Look at him. You can yeah, see yeah, yeah. him. itching Itch oh, see that? Go on, then. What is, is it? Well, okay, okay. There's there's two errors there, and without turning into a major car geek, I'm going to which you are. Yes, I know. But Reliant is the company that makes the vehicle. Oh, so, so it, it should be were... a Reliant oh, okay. Robin. OK, because yeah. okay. oh. you don't say Escort Ford. Yeah, that's True. Like that, you yeah. say Ford Escort.
3: Why yeah. do people call um, Robin Reliant then? It's because
1: just... they're <laughs> morons, but they're the same, <laughs> the <laughs> same <laughs> morons that enjoy this
3: show. Yeah.
1: Mm. You know, there's a, there's a <laughs> something to interrupt you then. You know, there's a, a race in, uh, in Worcestershire where a load of uh, uh, Reliant Robins
0: okay,
1: uh, right, uh, are like in the scrap, you know, like stuck car racing. Got a load of them. Oh, we should go and see that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! That's back. <laughs> uh, and the second thing it's not even a Robin. Oh, like right, is it? It's a Regal. It is a Regal, and you know that's really exciting because ah. I go here <laughs> in front of me. it's a Regal. Why is that? Yeah. Also, look, the, the, the Regal is the van. version no, you will probably, probably get this because of obviously the, what you work in the, the, your job that you do. What on the front cover of all the all the DVDs and all the promotional put it's got a picture of the, the man obviously and it's all yellow and knackered and it's rusty. What's what's the problem with that?
2: Uh, because it's
1: um, made of fiberglass. Yeah. It's made of aluminium. Is it? Oh, the, okay. The, the, sorry, bigger body. It's made aluminium. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 there. The, well, the, 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 according to the uh, thing that was made of aluminium, of course, now aluminium does not corrodes.
0: Yeah, oh, I but thought it was fiberglass. No, we'll I got, think the later ones are fiberglass. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Because
1: Rust rust refers to only, of course, to uh, iron and steel. Correction. Because a, a no, bloke yeah. that I at our work
3: had, didn't they But he's a yeah.
1: him, he used to call it the pig. He called
3: it the pig, yeah. Yeah, he was the pig. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but
1: his isn't made by Reliant No,
3: his was another company. It was just like it. Yeah. He used to call it the plastic pig. I don't think he I I you know, liked it that
1: much. No, no. Yeah, so that's actually, a, that's actually one of the big faults when you see it we're all covered in rust. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad we have a chance to put the record straight. Well, that's, about. No, that, that is, interesting. That is that's, interesting that's
0: one
3: of the weird things like the way everyone calls things like a, uh, a tannoy, I don't know Where tannoy was the company, wasn't it? Yeah. There's like a vacuum uh, and Hoover. Exactly. Yeah, I'm hoovering. You're like, vacuuming. You know, like, you're vacuuming,
1: yeah. You're vacuuming, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. But yeah. Oh, it used to wind me up because everybody would be wittering on about, oh, it's Del Boy and there's Robin Reliant. But everyone calls you
3: Robin mm-hmm. Reliant like yeah. everyone does. The th- so, so, so there I'm you go,
1: there people. Now, yeah, it's like Nag Reliant <laughs> legal. Yeah, there it is, right? uh, They drink regularly in the nag's head. Uh, now, of course, as well, they also gave us such swear words, uh, modest swear words, in school playgrounds such as Wally, Dipstick and, and Plonker. Plunker. Uh, now, before we talk about the main characters, I think we'll read an email from Patrick Stratford. Cal, you owe him a badge still. I know, yeah. Along with Susan Stewart, Tim Lice and Al Kessel. Where well, the hell like is I said, looking these like emails? Like
3: badges last week because they've been quite psychedelic. Yeah, I think
1: they probably would have been pretty good if you asked me. <laughs> that would have been pretty strange.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I've said I've got all my equipment, my badge making equipment. I've just ordered, got some new badges turned up last week, uh, some new pin bits turned up last week. So I'll be doing them this weekend and bringing you in on Monday. Excellent.
1: Okay. So I'm oh, quite you... relieved actually because I thought you were going to send them a badger,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not the beer.
3: No. <laughs> no, but there's a dead one outside,
2: so... Yeah. He oh, one it.
1: Well, here's Patrick's email. Hello, I've been a listener to the Waffle On podcast for a good while now, and other than the Facebook page, this is the first time I've actually left feedback for the show. I've often enjoyed Only Fools and Horses whenever I see on television, but there are times when I think that the show is a little too overrated. Yeah, fun for you, Pete. <laughs> uh, the one thing I always give it full credit for, other than the acting, was for the writing. There were always strong gags in the show to keep the audience laughing. Like many, I was shocked and saddened at the time of, say. By the sudden death of John Sullivan, as I write this, the third episode of Rock and Chips is due to be transmitted this week, and it will be strange to see that this will be the final work. If anything, it shows the legacy he leaves behind in his comedy programmes, such as Citizen Smith, Dear John, Just Good Friends, and of course Only Fools and Horses. Thanks and keep up the good work, as always,
3: Patrick. A uh,
1: good email there. He's, uh, a, so? uh, he's, I think, you're
3: going to get more Rock and Chips. For what? Jonathan oh. Fuller didn't even
1: write a lot of Rock and Chips anyway, did he? Uh... Well, his credits are, writing it.
3: Uh, the last series, all he did was basically was uh, give him the outline for the story oh, and really? let writers fill in the story. Well, there's only three episodes. Yeah, it? yeah. This won't be the end of it. it like in all TV and film, death does not kill a franchise. No, I mean it just doesn't. It you doesn't mean you, anything. Look,
1: you look at? Um, I forget the author's name. Do apologise, but um, he's just been given the job of writing another Sherlock Holmes under the guise. Of oh yeah, Africa it's Conan. um.
3: Oh, is it? Oh, is the writer now? Come, I can't come back, because I know that. Cause I, yeah, because like, I listened to the massive... interview one, yeah, uh, Richard uh, Bacon. Uh, he's really has yeah. been famous, right? Yeah, yeah. He is, how well, anyway. I, I know him. Well, I know they've done about, doing a, about uh, my girlfriend's a massive fan of like, Treasure uh, Island, and they can do another Treasure Island. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh, interesting. Cool. Okay, so, uh, I, uh, Pete, I believe you might be jumping in with a few of these. Uh, so let's talk about the main players, the main actors here. Mm. First of all, Del Boy, played by David Jason, uh, born David John White. On the 2nd of February, 1940, so he's now 71, in Edmonton, London, England. Anything you want to say about David Jason, Pete? Um, I, th- I think David Jason is um, well. He's a fantastic comic actor, isn't yeah. he? And he, he cropped up last week when we went to see John Cleese yeah, um, talking about his career. And he was, uh, he was talking about the fact that um, where the Pythons had come from. And mm. um, uh, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, um, and Terry Gilliam and Eric Idle... Um, And uh, Kale, there's your David Frost link. By the way, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, worked worked with David Jason on the show. Do not adjust your set. Yeah, which was the kids show (coughs) that uh, John Cleese and Graham Chapman would sit up on a Thursday watching when they were supposed to be writing. Mm Um, yeah, I mean, so I w- so David Jason has a, has amazing uh, comic pedigree. Well, I said to you when we when we he, he mentioned that didn't he just before the interval of John Cle- uh, when John Cleese went off to do have a break, and I said to you I always feel a little bit sorry for David Jason. I just face he's been excruciatingly successful anyway, but um, you know they picked those the other Pythons but left him out. Okay, there was a woman in there as well. His name the wasn't name
3: it same. Right. With, yeah, but wasn't it the same with? Wasn't Billody meant to be in him? And there was always a it was why he never got in him. And I know Bill Addy well, should have been. Bill Addy was should have been in the. Billody was from man. the
1: not the nineteen forty eight show. Yeah. Um, but I think with David Jason, it's a little bit weird. But he, you know, they've never mentioned it. I don't really know
3: if he's well, has he been exactly back, has he? No.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he was he was picked for this part. I think after after being in, in Open All Hours, which I think was a great role for him. Mm. Um, I think I prefer him absolutely most in uh, Danger Mouse. Mm. Yes, or Count Duckula. Danger Mouse. Mm. Dangerous. Mm. Yeah. I would have buy Danger Mouse. Ah, oh, Terry Scott is penfold. There's about four series of that, actually, on DVD. It's Do you know how right. many episodes of Danger Mouse there were? 82. Oh, very close, to 90. Mm. Oh! <laughs> if I'd have got that boy, I would have yeah. been doing. I would have been the the, the, joy, the dance joy, I know. Ah, yeah, David Jason. Yeah, as, uh, Pete says Was um, got this role playing when he was playing Granville in you know, uh, Open All Hours. because of course, Open All Hours was in the early seventies. They took a break of six years and came back. I think around about seventy eight to eighty two. He was actually playing Granville and Dell at the same time. Oh wow. And I uh, had to um, had to wear a, a, a small bit of hairpiece, I do believe. Whether that's a vicious room I don't know. Not but it, yet, it was, <laughs> Savvy, please, man. Wigs, beards, and moustaches. <laughs> I'm sure there's something afoot there. No, he was also in a film uh, alongside Graham Chapman as well. I seem to remember.
0: And also,
3: they played the great cameos in Porridge. Yes. Oh, great One of the, great, ep- one of the yeah. great episodes, that is. Thank you, isn't it? I think that's probably the, uh, my favourite part. Uh, I've done Pollage, but that is a great it episode. It is a great episode. That yes, Pollage, we great... have done a waffle about Pollage. And, and, and the way you think he's about 60 in it, mm. and he was only about 30 then, when he was doing that oh, <laughs> uh, role, Werner, not Amazing. Look, Clive Dunning. That and film. Clive Dunning, granddad, he was like, look, really, he's all that.
1: The film's called The Odd Job. Oh, yeah. they did and He played a killer. Played oh, an nice. that, was a, that was a really good film. Really rare. Uh, no, they a, rare a, a ago, yeah, that was actually done mm. for somebody else uh, as a TV thing, but David Jason did it. Uh, most lately, of course, he's most well known for playing Inspector Jack Frost, which recently ended. I quite liked the first series of Frost, but it kind of I kind of drifted away. Studders Dishwater. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit just strange.
3: really pedestrian. You mm. know, it's bloody what we're obsessed with doing is really pedestrian detective dramas on a Sunday night now. Oh. Uh, okay, any more on David Jason before we move on? Well, I think there's nothing to say about um, David Jason because he's, you know, like you know, he's the governor of British comedy, isn't he? It's him and Ronnie Barker, wasn't it? It's him and Ronnie Barker, yeah. the, you know, dominated British TV for 30, 40 years.
6: Well, uh, whenever you're ready, Doc, eh? Hey. Mm. Oh, no, 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 that's all right. Don't want to spoil your fun, Andy. No, that's all right. I'll stay, I'll stay here, you know, and just watch, eh? All right, listen to me, Derek
0: Trotter. I've arranged
7: all this specially for you. Okay. It's my way of saying thank you for the lovely meal last night. <laughs> I wish I could have seen it, Andy. Yeah?
4: Hang around and you might. <laughs> right. You pretend to be dead keen to get up in them old clouds, right? Yeah. Right, and you put on all the gear and put yourself in the, you know, glider thing, right? Then at the last minute, I come over from the van, rushing up, right, and say, we've had an urgent call come through on our car phone. Yeah.
6: <laughs> oh, it's, brilliant. it's brilliant, isn't it, eh? We ain't got a car phone, have we, dopey? We? we ain't even got a ruddy car, look! <laughs> Who's
4: gonna know any different, eh? And then I say you've got to rush back to London immediately, yeah. right? And you act all disappointed. You go, oh no, but what can you, you do? do yeah, what? But... <laughs> and then we're in the van and we're away! good <laughs>
6: yeah, good boy! Well done, Rodgers. Well done. <laughs> hey, listen, now wait a minute. You're not going to stay here, aren't you? No, no, I'll be right in. Mate. Hey, good yeah. boy, good boy. <clears throat> Hang on. Hey, uh, Andy, come on then, hurry up. I'm getting a bit impatient to be off, aren't I? He <laughs> don't know, does he? <laughs> Beautiful, darling. Beautiful, yeah. Now, uh, you remember everything I told you about controlling the guided. Yeah, don't worry, Andy. It's all up there, down there for dancing. <laughs> 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 uh, what do you reckon? All the thermals uh, and all that, all right up there, Andy? Oh, no, no. It's uh, one of the best days of the year. Yeah, that's exactly what well, I thought. <laughs> whenever you're ready, though oh, Ah, right. <laughs> Kushdie, <laughs> <laughs> You switched on? Yeah, it's all working, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is that our our phone I can hear ringing, Rodney? (laughs) Hey. I said, is, is that our phone I can hear ringing? No. (laughs) <laughs> are you sure
4: yeah
3: <laughs> we
4: ain't got a car phone <laughs> get up as high as you can do I? Hey? <laughs> you might get a 10 <laughs>
7: you for this one.
6: <laughs> Just see if I don't. <laughs> going, Dale? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, my God, her bloody oh, God. oh, bloody hell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oh.
2: Oh.
6: I do this for fun Go! Please, please let me get back down please
3: god
6: let me get down from here it's like oh, oh,
4: oh. what's he doing well where's he going I told him to stay close to the ridge Well, what's over there he's heading out to sea
1: <laughs> uh, Nicholas Lindhurst as Rodney Trotter born Nicholas Simon Lindhurst good name on the 20th of April 1961 Fifty-nine okay. in Emsworth, Hampshire, England. Uh, Linus became an actor who hit the screens at a very young age. Uh, I remember him saying first everything that he did was in Carla Lane's Butterflies. Yeah, yeah. He was having have
3: really strange, really mad tank tops. Yeah, and I believe I
1: believe the brother in uh, Butterflies is now in Coronation Street playing a cross dresser. So
3: uh, I
1: Butterflies. Yeah, I used to. You know who else was in that? It was Jeffrey Palmer. Oh. Uh, I love Jeffy Palm he's got such one of those fantastic rubber faces I think, you know, bl- 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 kind of faces uh, he was also uh, after uh, sorry after a Butterflies, he was in the Pollage follow up, which is called. Going Straight. Not that, like, not that. One series, got it on DVD, watched it once. Um, it was not never. Bad,
3: How can you follow up? Yeah. There's some things you can't follow up. It, it, they're they're try as much it as. Was, it wasn't a bad series of I. It would have been all right on its own if Paris hadn't existed. Yeah. But yeah. you're watching it, you're
1: thinking, well, we're better in prison. Better in, in that. prison, which is terrible, yeah. What kind? Uh, are there any follow ups that, <laughs> that people have done that obviously a TV executive has mm. thought. It would be a great idea if we could get more of this but not that not something that. a bit different. There any examples of that
6: working? What about Blackadder? <laughs> ah. Yeah, is Blackadder one?
1: Oh yeah, okay. I think I think you pulled the Godfather mm. part two argument out. Return, right? yeah, yeah, what about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Return right. of the Saint? Oh, better than the original not the Avengers um, one of the programmes that Nicholas did was The Two of Us uh, Janet Dibley oh god he's got such a record of doing mild comedy uh, although yeah, 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 I, I did oh. used to quite fancy Janet Dibley if I am not oh, right. uh, he also did The Piglet Files do you remember The Piglet Files and <coughs> Piglet Files I don't remember that remember that and he also did Goodnight Sweetheart a oh. time travelling oh. romance programme
3: how can you have a time travel programme that's dull they that found a way of doing it <laughs> and he yeah, got your man out of bread just we will f- never do Bred, will we? Well, it's just like, <laughs> that version of the Blitz that is just completely wrong, and you know, they were having their knees up while yeah, they yeah. being out In, the, their in, a, in a pub. You know, yeah. it just wasn't like
1: that. Now, <laughs> uh, Nicholas also appeared, uh, he was the only actor, actor to appear in the follow-up to Only Fools and Horses, called uh, Rock and Chips, and he played Rodney's real father, Freddy the Frog. Uh, any uh, facts or anything you want to talk about Nicholas Lindhurst? No
3: no look, I, I think with me Nicholas I liked him in Alien Falls and overseas. that's it mm. I've no, i tell you that, he played a brilliant Uriah Heep.
1: I was going to say... He, uh, he you was brilliant to say that? as Uriah yeah. Heep. I've got to say,
3: Absolutely I never brilliant. thought he could do that, but he did that menacing oh. really well. Yeah. And that's a hard part to play. Jeez, uh, yeah, I can't think of much else. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like Good Nights with two of us. Mm.
1: Uh, no, he's just... To, to me, he's just got this record of, of doing mild comedy, and I think he, he probably did the Julius Sawala bit of... Doing uh, too much time playing somebody else's child.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Nicholas Innes now spends a lot of his time beekeeping, so that's Some right, right. Somebody, somebody has to
3: keep bees. Back to Sherlock Holmes, though.
1: It wasn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It. It's yeah. a homesy thing. Yeah. Oh, I feel the need to watch yeah, really. Holmes. Uh, Leonard Pierce. Uh, now, of course, he played Grandad. In uh, Only Fools and Horses Born 31st of October 1915 In Paddington, London Died 15th of December 1984 In Whittington Hospital, uh, London Uh, He sadly died of a stroke Uh, His other um, credits include Dixon's Duck, Green, Sykes And was also in Coronation Street Um, Unfortunately, yeah, old actor Didn't don't know much much about him really Um, Did a very good job uh, as as granddad. But well, I think well. if
3: he wouldn't have died, he probably would have carried on.
1: Oh, of course, he would
3: have done. Yeah, I think that's the point, isn't no, it? No, no. no, no, no. Some people are right. There's some people who write it out. I mean, it would have been written out. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've, 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 I've... Do you have a
1: fi- Do you have a favourite Grandad scene?
3: Yeah, it's yeah, no, uh, there was some great and you're you going
1: to bank to put it in it weren't me Dal it was my brain oh, okay, it's well, a classic one. I, I, I did I must say, we probably won't put that in people, I have been searching for it but I can't and that's the one where they do the guided tour the round, guided tour one. that's a
3: good episode yeah, there, it's a great,
1: and of course but great, he gives Grandad the job of handing out the leaflets for it and Dal gets to throw something in the bin and finds a load of them all the leaflets in the thing and he goes I'm going to kill you and his line is as you say it weren't me Dal it was me brain <laughs> uh, of course uh, <laughs> Grandad also did the great um, which, of course, no point in putting it the sample because it's more of a visual gag. The chandelier gag, uh, in which they, they, they say that chandelier cleaners, there's oh, two big chandeliers. Is that not
3: an overrated
1: episode, though? well it's another one of those oh, scenes that's always it's the most made most hilarious yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know I mean, you just say there's a great line in that where that the, the guy the butler, comes up and he goes uh, I shall inform the, the, the master of the manor straight away and he goes you do that he goes has your master got a name and address no he hasn't good and they do a, well, they you ha- know, the they better guess. line is after, he's after about line before yeah. it he's uh, the occasion and of course uh, uh, yeah so that's about granite, really mm. uh, like you
3: said it's not our generator not our thing really was it we're a bit young for it we, got into, you know, we used got- to have two TVs
1: yeah. and eat cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah, it was just funny. a bit dirty-looking <laughs> yeah, one. Dirty. you just can't get... And who plays, who plays him in Rock and Chips? The follow-up? I don't know. Actually, I suppose Rock and Chips, of course, isn't a follow-up. It's a prequel it's a to probably. Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Phil Daniels plays uh, Grandad in that. Oh dear. Oh dear. I I know. I
3: know. know. That's why i Rock and Chips.
1: Actually, yeah, that does make right sense if you kind of imagine them. yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, let 's talk about Harry uh, Merrifield, otherwise known as Harry Buster Merrifield born 27th of November 1920 in Battersea, London, died uh, 23rd of June 1999, aged 78 in Paul Dorset. Um, now the fun thing about Merrifield he was he finally became a professional actor at the age of 57 oh, yeah. after working for the Westminster Bank, which of course is later known as uh, National Westminster Bank, for nearly 40 years. Um, so obviously his, his acting credits uh, are pretty slim. Um, I always remember he went up to collect a comedy award for David Jason I don't know if you remember this and he slipped on stage and smacked his head open uh, it's on YouTube if you want to say but he still carried on of course on. everyone's
3: yeah. going to have a look now <laughs> <laughs> so, I've so, at that. He, <laughs> I <won't>,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he ironically soldiered on uh, and, uh, and picked up the award for David Jason it was quite sad when he, when he died uh, yeah but yeah uh, uh, Buster Mayfield, uh, fantastic as granddad. I mean, he, was, he basically, you know... Uh, what, he, he was likeable, wasn't
3: he? He
1: was likeable. Well, he was a bumbling idiot, really. An ex-Navy man who sank everything. Uh, sank every ship he appeared to have been on. Uh, well, one speaking. of the things,
3: though, very interesting with these war stories, you never knew if they were true or not. No, you didn't You know. never knew. They believed him, <laughs> mm. but they never investigated if it was true or
1: not. No, do you remember the, the episode where there's a German woman in the pub and Albert goes I could speak German And Dale gets in goes, He goes Ask her now. name And he goes What is your name
0: Okay
1: so Other uh, actors being Now Roger Lloyd Pack uh, Who plays Trigger Born 8th of February 1944 In Islington London uh, Other credits for him Of course most notably He's really uh, Vicar of Dibley And uh, also
3: He was really good In uh, Interview with Vampire Played the piano teacher. Ah, I'm a big good call. Big, big fan of that film. I know it's completely rubbish. He's rubbish. <laughs> like it. Kirsten Duns in that? You
1: are Kirsten Dunst that? Yeah, she plays, the, play she plays the little girl. Uh, his daughter, obviously, is Emily Lloyd, who is most well-known for the film. Wish you were here. Yes. Uh, no, I've heard much of Emily Lloyd, actually. Of late. Yeah. Uh,
3: no, actually. I don't, I, she was going to be this next big thing in Hollywood. It just never happened for me, yeah, no. I think she said Wish you were here. Then I don't
1: know. Mm. I heard um, a, a, an old interview with Roger Lloyd-Pack. Um, it was one of these uh, sort of three hour long uh, comedy interview shows that they, they cobbled together occasionally on uh, Radio 4 Extra and um, ap- apparently he was originally uh, named uh, Roger Pack Oh Lloyd. Um, right and it, it was it was the point at which they were um, apparently they put the Lloyd in to make them seem a little bit more uh, oh, yeah. middle class oh,
3: That's I, no, interesting that's, I, So, I so think... if his
1: daughters just taken the Lloyd then that's yeah. entirely the fictional yeah. as names go Yeah good No point. I think I think uh, that uh, um, Trigger has probably the best lines in uh, Enforcement, and we'll, we'll, we'll play. Uh, well, to the out I of think about. you're
3: getting now with the crux why it was so fantastic because we've never had many ensemble comedies in Britain. No. In, in America, they've got a tradition of that where there'll be loads of different people, and that was the first time I ever saw that because usually just two characters and that's it, the other characters in the periphery. Not yeah. that Ennis, they were the stronger characters. were on the
1: periphery. Well, let's let's have a couple of, uh, let's have a couple of clips of, 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 of uh, Trigger. Uh, the first one is about uh, Trigger's cousin. And the second one, which I'll play immediately afterwards, and this is about Trigger's broom.
6: Never give up on people, Rodney. I know sometimes I don't seem to understand, but when you're in trouble and you cry out for help... That's when it's important. I mean, you take well. Trigger's cousin
2: Cyril. Now he had what? Well, he owed five hundred quid or something on his mortgage, didn't he, Trick? Yeah. He was going to be thrown out on the street the following day. He was very worried about it. What happened then, Trick? He drove out to Beachy Head. He parked about five foot from the edge of the cliff. You no. Know, what? What? He was going to drive off it. Yeah. He just sat there for two hours. His head resting on a steering wheel. People tried to talk him out of it, but he was too depressed to listen. And this is the thing, Rodney, this is what I mean about
6: people. You see, because those people there, they had a whip round, and they got him his 500 quid. Mm. Who wrote the whip round? All the passengers on his bus. (laughs) You see, Rodney, there's always something to look forward to. you just got to be patient, bruv, that's all. In the meantime, see if you can flog some of them
2: syrups. So what
4: exactly is the award
2: for? For saving the council money. I am to mention to her one day that I've had the same broom for the last 20 years. She was very impressed and said, up a medal. 20 years. It's a long time, Dave. Yeah?
4: Well, that's two
2: decades, isn't it? I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Tree, just uh, a second.
6: If you've had that
2: broom for 20 years,
6: have you actually swept any roads with it?
0: Of
2: course. But I'll look after it well. We have an old saying that's been handed down by generations of road sweepers look after your broom. Did your
4: broom look after
2: me? No, Dave. It's just look after your broom. Yeah, and that's what I've done. I've maintained it for 20 years. This old broom has had 17 new heads and 14 new handles in its time.
4: How the hell can it be
2: the same bloody broom? Well, here's a picture of it. What more proof do you need?
0: So
3: there you go,
1: classic...
0: That is a classic segment. And
3: intro, that's quite light. And that's another reason why it was so strong. Yeah. It got you know, after Ten years of it, it was still funny. So Brilliant stuff. Uh, I, like, I like
2: the triggers. Triggers
1: broom is is <laughs> one of my favourite bits. Yeah, it is yeah, right, I have to say, and it's it's one of those things that transcends even the comedy that's turned into. Mm. It's it's like a, an old car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like all you need to say is, "Oh, it's triggers broom." That <laughs> yeah. is, then you realise it's had three new bits of bodywork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it also that also goes on the sound lines almost like the four candles sketch. Yeah, yeah. It's funny to say that. that. I mean, one of the one of the main things with is he always calls Rodney Dave, and even explained earlier on one of the first episodes. In fact, could be the first episode. He says, "Why do you keep calling me Dave?" And he goes, "Well, that's your name." And he goes, "No, it isn't. It's Rodney." And he, but he still calls him Dave yeah. straight away. And there is that one where they they do a toast to Rodney
3: and Cassandra, and you hear him say, "Rodney, Cassandra, Rodney, Cassandra, Dave." Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> see, it's such a stupid <laughs> joke, and it's completely. I think that's quite an illogical joke because in the real world, no one would can... keep. Yeah. If, everyone knew, if you knew his name, wasn't that, and someone had told you, and everyone called you but it didn't matter. Nah. It, it,
2: it... I've got a quick question. Now that you say that, um,
1: do you think that in any way influenced League of Gentlemen?
7: Hello, Dave. I'm sorry? Is that Dave? Oh, no, I think you've got the wrong house. OK, is Dave there? Uh, no, there's no-one called Dave here. OK. Dave? My wife would like to use
3: your
1: toilet. Oh, hello Dave. Uh, hello Dave. You know, it, it says, mate, <laughs> they are
3: comedy historians as well. Yeah. I like, like, love their comedy, so we wouldn't I'm
1: just wondering. D- I'm just wondering if that was... Because uh, cho- it's, it's the same line, basically, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. 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 good, Actually. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I, I don't totally like, yeah. yeah. I would like to do a League of Gentlemen podcast. Oh, we will be doing a League of Gentlemen podcast. Yeah. You, you should, Dave you really Oh! Well, I can't come on because I haven't really seen yeah, soccer yeah. like Anyway, that's for someone. Now on to uh, John Chalice. The reason why I was laughing is because I was going to say on to John C. Hallis as Boise because I've, <laughs> I've left a gap. But... <laughs> oh dear me! you think I'm a writer. Dear God, uh, John Chalice as Boise born sixteenth of August, nineteen forty-two, in Bristol, in England. Uh, I wonder because when you hear him speak, he's so posh. Yeah, everyone, it's one of them things, isn't it? You always see uh, John Chalice playing Boise and I'm speaking like that. And then when you hear really Oh, really, it's like, <laughs> oh my lord, he's, he's really posh. Um Now, he's been an awful lot of stuff, and I want to just read out the list that I've copied down here. Really geeky facts, and Ken, I think you'll probably like one mm. of these. Dixon of Duck Green. He was in Dixon...
3: In... Oh my god. Yeah.
1: That is a... The Sweeney. He,
3: he must have been in The Sweeney. I think every me actor in the sentence yeah. must have been in The Sweeney. It, it was the law, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was in Doctor
1: Who, The Seeds of Doom. Uh, Julia Bravo, one I know you're a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coronation Street, Bloomers. Citizen Smith, ever decreasing circles. I know that's a personal favourite, isn't it? Oh, okay. Oh, Chance in a million. The bill. One foot in the grave. Open all hours. The new statesman. Don't oh. wait up. Soldier, soldier. Brass eye.
3: It was in brass eye.
1: My family and heartbeat. Brass eye. Yeah. Oh, that's a mixed old portfolio, isn't I can't it? Was it, it might have been one of the sketches to do with non.
3: It must have been when he was or set... I cake, or cake or something. Yeah, when he was doing nonsense. Mm. Well, we'll find so out we, when we do the
1: Chris Morris special, special, special later oh, in this year. Um, I really like John Chase. and of course, he's in the spin off, which is the spin off, Green Green. Oh, sorry, Green Grass. But it's at home, interesting, right? isn't
3: it? Bicey is a git. He's a git. He's, he's old, a old, not man. a nice person. But a great when laugh. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's always trying to get one over on doubt, isn't yeah. it? That's his. He's uh he's arching, he's able mm. say every character that needs an arching, great characters have an and then all the way yeah. all the way
1: through that, like when uh, when they do become millionaires, when they find the fob watch, there is those lovely, lovely. scenes yeah. where they where Rodney walks into buying the um the Rolls Royce, because I want to buy one because he goes. <laughs> and he throws down the cheque in front of him and his laugh dies off and then when they all go into the pub and slowly they all start clapping and then afterwards boy, I mean that's just such a beautiful and that's the reason why they should have ended it there should have. should have ended it there because it was such a wonderful a feel good ending everyone, that's what everyone wanted and I, I, I think it was a bad mistake to me I mean it's always nice to see Ernie Falls notices come back because we, cause it's such a great programme if you like it um, but I think they made a mistake. Yeah, but TV is
3: about economics, isn't it? The more people watch it, the more they'll give you that product. Yeah. So you know the, that's the trouble. The yeah. ratings were going up. They were going up. Mm. If they were going down, it would have finished, wouldn't it? But it didn't. So, and I'm not. If they were all there, they'd still bring it back. Yeah. But there's no way that the bloody would.
1: Well, David Jason and Nicholas Sinders, and all, well, of course, Trigger, Roger Lloyd Pack, Joan Chase, are all still there. The only ones that aren't here anymore, of course, is Granddad and, and Mike, uh, who sadly passed Mike, away yeah. uh, at the same, same time as the, um, the remake, uh, sorry, the, the, the comics were coming on. I must say, in preparation for this, I watched the episode where they're in the pub and they're uh, toasting Rodney and Cassandra. Yeah. Um, Dave. Hi, uh, Dave. <laughs> and. Um, I just I was watching um I was watching John Charles as, as Boise and I thought okay I I know the Boise character I know I know it's the it's the laugh that people yeah. hang on to but I was just watching talking he was droning on like I really didn't, I'm not getting this at all mm. um I just thought okay yeah you're you're a dreadfully boring man but also I just thought there were real holes in the acting as well yeah I think the thing is I think his character always always comes off better I mean Marlene his wife is being mentioned because it's, it's, it's made out that she slept with all of them even Trigger isn't it although it's never said but there's always that thing of oh yeah we remember Marlene but it's all slight jokes and I think his his character comes off a little bit more with the look more than anything mm. it's like upper yeah, the look kind of I'm better than you kind of thing yeah he yeah. yeah. was a villain wasn't was he yeah, well, he was a villain he was a second hand he of the stereotypical sort Um, well he
3: was there's no doubt he worked on stereotypes didn't he a lot of British comedy has always done that and there's nothing wrong with that because stereotypes are based in fact aren't they and this is what people don't
1: want to understand this is is in a way um, my kind of problem with the the show uh,
3: Mm.
1: now now you come to mention it I mean talking about stereotypes we're talking about people who are market traders Yeah. but it's not just market traders is it They're, they're they're basically setting out each day to become rich by ripping people
3: off. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, a th- he's a criminal. a mm. criminal. So he's been in court. So he keeps getting criminalized. Oh, yeah. yeah. Court. Well,
1: they don't pay tax. Well, they got caught for drugs. Well, the, the whole You think films, about the it? theme tune where he mentions uh, Longleaf Hookie Street. Hookie right. Street is like yeah, the, yeah. on the hook. It's like, you know, yeah. on the back of a lorry. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Kind of. So, I mean, it, it's not even as if it's like Steptoe and Son. Mm. Where yeah, yeah. well, well I mean, basically they're the Wombles. I mean, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Back to more than <laughs> Rag and Bone yeah. is, is basically re- recycling. They're, they're, yeah, al- yeah. they're ultimately doing a good job. Still I'm not sure. On, I mean, <clears throat> I'd, I'd, <clears throat> it probably comes back down to the fact that yeah, this is another reason I don't get this because you you kind of think well, in another world there'd be other shows like mm. the Cook Report. Talk or, about them, or yeah. rogue traders rogue, yeah. or yeah, that's like coming after these people for ruining people's lives and yeah. their bloody schemes. Yeah. Um and it's that and that and bread where <laughs> it's thieves and scroungers and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. that where it's like... Like... Considering where you come from, the comedy no, diagram bread, is... bread must grate yeah, you terrible. to the bone, mustn't it, really? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> no, it
3: was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> um,
1: I was like, I did I was so... not a so, yeah, about I, th- program, th- I it. think I think that's that's part of it is is sometimes I think past the morality of it it's like not sure I really want to be laughing at these people can anyone give me a link towards the as you were just saying what they do they sell stuff on the street to another podcast that we've done another film that we've done
3: I uh, were luck stuck
1: yeah it's been a fun I've I've just realised that yeah I'm saying okay I can't I can't by this logic enjoy gangster films Mm. so I agree it's flawed (laughs) logic Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: But I think I think that's one more st- but no, I think into st- fantasy. No, yeah, but I think yeah, yeah. the stereotype is right because it is very stereotypical. All them characters, I know, he's painted with a broad brush. Do yeah, you know what I mean? They're, they're not intricate characters. And but the, you know, but then again, do you think, I think Friends are pretty stereotypical characters? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's it really Friends is
1: the ultimate for that. I mean, you know, you've got people. You know, you couldn't get much more yeah people, Dad they're they're army? The worst. Dad's Army Dad's Army with the spear the same kind of thing well these were these were marks of a good comedy when you think about it and the reason why I think later Only Falls and Horse faltered a bit well my opinion is because when they, as soon as they got married and they started to bring a family into it it lost that kind of edge yeah. towards it but it got serious causes. towards the end Only it got and serious falls. and it's also brilliant. also it's like what you say Pete is the stuff that you couldn't do later on and we'll talk about the DVD, and we'll go into more in-depth than that about the DVD. The spirits
7: are with us. <laughs> a man has stepped forward, a tall elderly man wearing a black coat and a black hat. He wishes to speak to someone called Audrey. No, no, no Aubrey. Aubrey?
5: Aubrey?
2: I am here. <laughs> <laughs> I name. You never said your name was Aubrey. <laughs> Nor would you if your name was Aubrey.
7: <laughs> this man seems agitated. He's brandishing a piece of paper. Have you any idea who it could be?
2: No. This piece of paper... It's not a log book for a Cortina, is it?
7: <laughs> no, it's a photograph, a black and white photograph. It shows this man, but years younger, there's an odd-looking boy standing beside him, five or six years old. Evil face.
2: Boysy. he? It's you and your dad. Yeah, that's right. He was the only one who ever called me Aubrey.
7: There is a sadness about the photograph, as though something was missing. Oh, yes, of course, your mother, she isn't with you. No. Had she passed over to the other side?
2: No, she was taking a photo.
7: (laughs) (laughs) This man is worried. He says you must be a good father, you must look after your child.
2: Is he having a pop at me or something? Elsie, uh, Boise and his wife Marlene can't have kids. I might have been trying for years, you know, but nitto.
6: Yeah, they've had tests, things frozen and everything. hospital <laughs> <laughs> have just
2: about given up with him. He's low on something. <laughs> Do you mind not discussing my personal life in front of strangers? You could tell my old man to keep his nose out of my business. He was always having a go at me for not giving him a grandchild. Alright, calm down. Aubrey. (laughs) Wrap up for a start. I'm gonna get a drink. It's all a load of old rubbish anyway. I never believed a word of it. Excuse me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, next one. Paul. Barber, who played Denzel, born 18th March 1951 in Liverpool, uh, most well known for playing the role such as Four Monty. Pete, I do believe you uh, look at <laughs> Is it because he comes from where you come from? Is he yes, from Scouts? Boys to the boys?
3: Yes. Well, I mean, he is a Scouts. Are you going to
1: talk in a Scouts accent as you talk about porn? I can't do it. It was beaten out of me at the age.
3: Is he a proper Scouts? Because I know there's a certain area you have got to believe to be Scouts. You
1: are not a proper Scouts, are you? No, no, no! I'm, no, a, you, well, I'm, like? a, I'm a, a plastic scouser. <laughs> <aren't
3: I? laughs> a, a
1: surprised no one's robbed yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, uh, Paul. But Paul Barber's uh, filmography, I think, is. Uh, I mean, apart from David Jason, probably probably the most prestigious of um, of, of all of the cast of uh, Fools and Horses, because Full Monty, uh, another amazing film, set again in Liverpool. Uh, well, rather than Sheffield, um, okay. is Priest. Oh right, right. Um, the Linus Roach mm. uh, Robert Carlyle mm. um, epic mm. um, about a, about a Catholic priest, which is a Jimmy McGovern. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that the,
3: the one where he drives the? No, I'm out. sorry.
1: Who? Uh. Um, <laughs> but on the Jimmy McGovern theme, he was also in uh, episodes of Cracker. Yes, Boone. Boo <laughs> the Alfie. Are we going to no. do Boon? We're going to do because you, you you must. We do we not boom? doing boo. Why not? It's got Rocky in it, Neil Morrissey Yeah, and yeah, but that's
3: it. There's the podcast done.
1: Okay, okay. that was Boon, <laughs> ladies. <Is> that bonus, <laughs> <is the> bonus waffle <laughs> bonus <laughs> on you. lived it. on the
3: canal bar,
1: <laughs> and, um, and and just kind of transcending class or class, as uh, mm. uh, whichever you prefer here. Mm. Um, he was in Minder. Yes, he was in Porridge. Was he in Porridge? He was in Porridge. Um, he was also into the Man born and in a, a in a nice little link back to Brian Blessed he was in Zed Cars ah. in 1975. Oh, yeah. well, I know as well he was also in a classic film The Long Good Friday and he gets his uh, bottom slashed in that does he not?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. looking at you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we nah. stepped
1: out of all bottom related yeah, conversations at this point <laughs> now the Long Good Friday is on our agenda is it not yeah definitely, so definitely. I think we will be doing that soon maybe be next month to show we're stuck between either a next episode of either going to be uh, Life of Brian or I think it's going to be Life of Bride isn't it because we've done too many gangster things lately so yeah. not anyway, oh, that Paul. was Star
3: Wars isn't it ah, yeah,
1: something right. about. ok uh, anything else about uh, Paul Butler I'm just really really impressed with his filmography yeah great uh, great guy and of course he's, he's one of his classic scenes in uh, Only Falls Horses*. again it's a bit of a visual joke is that they're, they're after a prize butterfly and they're going to get a, I think it's a thousand pounds for t- getting this butterfly taking a photograph of it and they find it on this lake and they get Rodney to go in there he's covered in water and he comes slowly with he cupped in his hand and he hands it over to Del and Del saying to Uncle Albert we've got it we've got it we're going to be rich and Denzel comes along and, out and now he owes the money to Denzel he's on the he's on board skates he goes I got your money Denzel and he goes great and he slaps his hands in a high five thing and of course splatters the butterfly and he's David Jason's look of smiling and slowly looking down to his yeah. guy. brilliant,
0: brilliant.
1: <laughs> okay so uh, we've got uh, Tessa Peake-Jones born 9th of May 1957 in Hammersmith uh, London, England, uh, appeared in Doctors, uh, Marchland, uh, The Quatermass Terms.
3: The Quatermass Terms? Yeah, a
1: 1987 programme, I believe.
3: Uh, and she also uh, featured uh, in. the uh, massive Quatermass I don't know, yeah. I know that one. Is that probably John Mills playing? Is
1: that... No, 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 That's... no, no. no, no. So it's Edward Fox playing him. What? Yes. What? You look stunned. <laughs> That's a fact for you, isn't it? Oh, I love that. You like that? There you that go. Good, that, you, I know for a well while now you're itching to the because I get well out of your Halliwell scramble, don't yeah. you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> What? Now, this is an interesting one. She was also in The Good Sex Guide, which also featured notable actors as Neil Morrissey, oh. Gary Webster, who was in the uh, later Minder episodes, and Chris Langham.
3: <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> <laughs> at
1: this point I've got to put my hand in Raquel's mouth before, before we get, <laughs> get us taken off yeah the it's, 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 <laughs> a, it's actually a two, a two series uh, episode about, uh, about sex there oh, um, okay. right you okay. uh, Gwyneth Strong uh, who played as we should say Tessa P. Jones of course played uh, Raquel
3: best scene with Raquel
1: Quang? Yes.
3: Yeah, well, Yeah. that's the great bit in it, Tony D'Angelo, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Tony D'Angelo. So I think we'll, uh, if you've got the clip, we'll play it. If not, of course, we'll just carry on talking.
2: So, ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome, please, for Raquel and Tony. Oh!
1: later <laughs> uh, Gweneth strong who played Cassandra yeah, born second December 1959 in London England other acting credits include doctors uh, midsummer murders and cry freedom yeah cry freedom's a strange one I was, I was about to say that's a that's another load of mildness but cry mm. freedoms a bit, cry <laughs> a bit freedom, <laughs> breaking away the all yet. Now, now um, there's uh, two other uh, actors left here uh, Sue Holdness, uh who plays of course Marlene uh, play- born 28th of May 1949 in Hampstead uh, most well known she's a continuous actress who does the vagina monologues. So she's always touring with that and was also in the new Avengers along with <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course, she's also in the uh, the follow up um, "Grass Green Green Grass." Whatever, whatever it is, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I must admit. Um, last actor, uh, who can you do? you know who I'm going to talk? This about It's going to be Mickey Pearce. It is it? Mickey Pearce. Patrick yeah. Murray born seventeenth of December.
3: What is that? <laughs> What?
1: That's uh, Cal's birthday for what? those. Uh, what year is that? Uh, 1956 uh, only a couple of years uh, older than you Uh, Age of course now 54 in Greenwich London uh, he played Mickey Pierce his acting credits are pretty impressive Uh, Scum in the 77 version and the the 79 version Uh, there's of course the Scum was a BBC uh, programme and then was remade in 79 when it was banned Uh, if you buy the DVD of Scum played by uh, Ray Winstone uh, you get both versions. And you? the best thing
3: about Scum is the story I write Winston got the job, and know, got the job from his walk. From his walk, yeah.
1: And <laughs> uh, Dad turned around the other day and said, He ain't hard, he just pretends he's hard. Uh, nice not one dad. You yeah. tell me. Um, <laughs> also- Edward Woodward himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also in the class of Miss Mac- Michael uh Breaking Glass, Keep It in the Family, uh, Moon Over the Alley, Curse of the Pink Panther in nineteen
3: eighty three. that's
1: pretty <really> terrible. <laughs> terrible. And of course a really underrated film, uh, not well known outside. Of England, but well known for us is The Firm in Quite 1988, firm. and not the Tom Cruise film. The best
3: film back yeah. in ever. I know yeah. that's, that sounds mindless, you shouldn't, you shouldn't celebrate it, but that is a great
1: it film. Is a, and of course, they yeah. run past the Midland Red Bus Station in yeah. the old ball yeah. ring. Somebody we'll
3: gets stabbed in, but then you're you're not <laughs> in. that's
1: right. a, t- uh, of course, Patrick Marie, most notably known lately, has been a massive alcoholic. Yeah, a uh, really drinking,
3: drinking, uh, And you can tell. And you can tell by
1: how much he's changed. They're drinking 10 cans of lager and half a bottle of whiskey. There apparently uh, not so more now of course. Um, I think Tasty. It's, Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's only important, of course, that we do talk about the late John Sullivan, John Richard Thomas Sullivan, born twenty third of December, nineteen forty six in Balham, South London, um, passed away on the twenty third of April, of course, two thousand eleven in the private hospital sorry, in Surrey after suffering from viral pneumonia. He had that uh, for six weeks. Uh, his works include the following Citizen Smith from 77 to 80, Only Falls and Horses, of course, uh, from 81 to now, what, 2003
3: Now, what do you think of Citizen Smith? I
1: think it was a great programme for its time. Oh, I thought 80 Robert 80. Lindsay
3: was brilliant in it. Yeah. That's all I can say. The some of Summer Wine
1: Connection. <laughs> He's uh, Wolfie Smith's mate, one with the glasses in, is uh, in, uh, in Last of Summer Wine. plays Thor Herds. A son-in-law. Is he the one who's,
3: who's with, like, a blonde... You know, no, he's no, a, no he's, that's... The, he's the one next to the bath. <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> He was the one next <laughs> to the <drain laughs> pipe with the water... Yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> And, of course, we should point out, that's the one also has a connection to porridge, uh, with uh, Foggy Dewhurst, and, of course, um...
0: Now, the
3: thing I was thought we said Smith, I thought, you know, when I first read because I read about it before I saw it, and it was when I was younger, I was really into politics, especially, like, quite revolutionary leftist politics, I thought, oh, is going to be... There's a leftist... Power case. to the people. And I thought, the politi- how he, hey, was he a political in that? He wore a beret like Che Guevara, yeah. that's it. And, you know, and apart from the Indian, the Indian was quite political, mm. he? Where he, um, because he tried to... We well, well, don't know if he got killed at the end of that, did he? I'm not too sure. He tried, tried know, to uh, invade, uh, take 10 Downing Street. Didn't yeah. uh, all the credits, of course.
1: Only Fools and Horses, 81 to 2003, which is how long it ran. The Two Ronnies as a sketch contributor. Just good friends. We've, uh,
3: that was so mm-hmm. massive, though, wasn't it? I remember... That was a huge program, and is he going to? Are they going to get together? Yeah. Are they going to eight years? Did they? Yeah, and that's the oh,
1: end. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's about as entertaining as a coffee commercial, and has the actual same plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
3: was, it was what adverts now, and that was on about eight years. Yeah. Yeah. About eight years, weren't we, uh, he? Was, uh, he was on um, just eight, eighty three, twenty six. And we've got that because we met. He's the one's illegitimate legitimate son, <laughs> uh,
1: Nicholas. um... Oh, the name I can't remember the yeah the actor in. it.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, oh God. Doesn't matter.
1: Uh, oh you also wrote Dear John from eighty six to eighty seven. Dear John USA, which is a ninety two US version of it. What? Sitting Pretty for ninety two to ninety three. Over here, ninety six. Roger Roger from ninety six to two thousand and three. Mm. Hartburn Heartburn Hotel, ninety eight to two thousand, as a co writer. Uh two thousand one drama, The Green uh, sorry, The Green Greengrass, two thousand five to two thousand and nine. Uh, you only wrote the first series of that. And, of course, Rockin' Chips 2010 to the present day, 2011. Sullivan, of course, as we've mentioned earlier on, wrote the theme tunes for Only Fools and Ossies, Just Good Friends, of course, he sang these as well, and, took ages, and of course, Dear John as well.
2: Ah, there he is. Oi, Trigger! Here. Yeah. You know, my brother, don't you, eh? Yeah, of course I do. How you going, Dave? Sorry I'm late, Del boy. I had to pop round my sisters to arrange an alibi for next Thursday. Joyce, Zig! Del, What? Why'd they
4: call him Trigger? Does he carry a gun?
6: No, it's because he looks like a horse. <laughs> Listen, me and the Trigger have got some business to discuss, like that, I mean. Okay, so you get a drinks, so meet us back here over by the table, all right? Oh, are, sir. Anything you say, sir.
4: I'm my daughter, sir. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <clears throat> no, no, very clever kid, you know, my brother. Yeah, he's got two GCEs. One in maths, one in art. Oh, you want to see him when he writes a letter? Some of the words he uses. What, long ones? Well, they like that, you know, some of them.
2: Anyway, what are you selling? This. I've got 25 of them all told, the others are in the car. I thought I won't wrap it up. Parcels attract attention these days. Best to carry it openly, then it don't look conspicuous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
6: yeah, that's good thinking, that, trick. Yeah, really good thinking. Goes so well with your slingback Wellington boots and you're off the shoulder <laughs> bonk <with you. laughs> look like an executive hod-carrier. <laughs> Wait, Rogers, what do you think of this? Infra-dig in it, eh? It's plastics. Plastics. Old English vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Combination locks. Dinky uh, little handle, I don't know. Might be able to push some of them around the old squash clubs, eh? Shouldn't have anything to do with them, Dill.
4: Police must probably looking for them right now. <laughs>
2: Tell us <clears throat> so the truth. Are the police give her these things, Trigg? No, they're not, Dill. And that's the truth. Why are you hiding it under the table, then? Well, because you never know when they're going to start looking for them, do you?
0: Leave them, leave
2: them. shh, stum. right? Aye, we're partners,
4: at least respect my opinion. All right, all right, Rodney, I'll respect your opinion.
2: How much? To you, Del boy, 17 pounds each.
6: You know what happened to the real trigger, don't you? Roy Rogers had him stuffed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right,
6: then. 14. 14, leave it out. 5. 12. 6. 10. 9. 8. Done. Other <laughs> uh, uh, actor
1: that we didn't mention, of course, was uh, Pub Landlord Mike, uh, played by... He was quite Dan important, he uh, was in quite a lot, wasn't it? He was, until he, sat, he sadly passed... But well, basically, it. in the 80s, you had to have something
3: with a pub in it lot of yeah. Winchester Arms in mind, that it's oh, just important, enough. wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. It's, I mean, pubs were at that point the social epicenter yeah. of what went on. So
3: you can't be really doing it about I, Facebook, can you? It's not real, is sign. No. me no. your Facebook. It's not real, is no, it? No. Um, uh,
2: you haven't mentioned uh, Grant Stevens yet. Who? Mm-hmm. Grant Stevens, who played Damien.
1: Ah, or Ben mm-hmm. Smith, as he was played later on next yeah, uh, so uh, That was a bit of a
3: one on uh, uh, you know,
1: uh, the yes. <laughs> pardon. No. <laughs> well I was gonna say Grant Stevens who played Damon. Now it was in just in two episodes, but um, yeah. so I may be crossed over here, but that's the only actual credits that Grant Stevens has. Oh, right. But perhaps that's the infant. I think he Damien. probably was. Yeah, there's been five actors who've played Damien. The really? Most recent was actually oh, good lord! Okay, dokey I must have gone right to the bottom. I-, I like my obscure actors at the bottom of the list. Yeah, I say, mean, this yeah, is so. the thing again. Why I, I didn't? I-, well, I think I got annoyed slightly with only four. Well, to no, a to know.
3: me it was when he first came out I thought, oh, his name's Damien. I thought that must have took him ages to think of that now. Yeah. What they're going to do? Is he going to be an evil? Ch- it's like, oh. I just want to bring up one, I mean, the, the,
1: regarding the comedy with Only Falls and Horses, I mean, we, we all know that Del, in the 80s ones, he always wanted to be a yuppie, he carried the mobile phone, he had the look of the yuppie. Um, but there's a few episodes in you know, Only Falls and Horses which was actually, as you said, sometimes be quite serious. Uh, the most notable one uh, came from when Cassandra had a miscarriage, and Rodney couldn't deal with it, so he just went out drinking, which he did. And Del, if you remember, they, he got him in the lift and said the lift broke down. Wonderful acting for Nicholas Linders when he breaks down and Del says, oh, maybe we should go and start to lift up again.
6: Look, I'm only trying to help Rodney. You can't keep walking away from this. I'm not walking away from it. Look, you get the lift, I'll take the stairs. Hang about. Look, it's here now. Don't bother. Come on, look, it's here. All right, I won't mention it again. All right. Look at the state of these
4: lifts. Oh, what's going on in
6: there, Brian? Well, just a bunch of half heads, aren't they?
4: Look, Del Boy is a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs>
6: you know,
4: something like that. I do <laughs> Rodney Trotter. The Lion Gates. <laughs> What's happening? Hmm? Hey.
0: It's
6: it's broken down. Oh, the lift, it's broken down. Oh, the poxy bleeding council. (laughs) Well, it's broken down. It ain't the matter with me. What press the alarm button. Hey, I'll, I'll do it. I'll press the alarm button. I'm pressing the alarm button. I'm broken, that. Listen, it's not working either now, that's broken. Hey! hey, come on, open up here. There's a couple of blokes here trapped in the lift. What hey. all well, right,
4: all right. no you to get into a lava about it. <laughs> Someone will press for the
6: lift in a minute, realise it's not working and call the engineers. We'll be out soon. Yeah, well, I just... I just don't like being closed in like this. I never knew you was claustrophobic. I'm not, I just don't like being closed in like this. <laughs>
4: There, come on, look, sit down on the floor and relax. I'll be here in a minute.
6: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, right. all right. Sit down, Rodney. That's it. That's it. Take it nice and easy. Calm down. Just just calm down, will you?
4: Because the oxygen, right, that falls down to the bottom and this way we get cleaner air. Yeah, good, good.
6: Well, not here yet, are they, eh? Hey! Hey!
4: Well, give them time. Sit down, take it easy.
6: Yeah, yeah, all right, take it easy. Whoa. Let's play a game. let play a game? Why, you got a ball in your pocket or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Different sort of game. I spy. I spy? Yeah. Oh, you can go first. Alright then. I spy with my little eye something beginning with W <laughs> Wolves. Wolves. that's right. that's the end of that game then, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) All do choose a game. All right then, what about hide and seek?
4: (laughs) You're (laughs) acting like a big kid just because you're trapped in a lift for a while. Yes.
6: Yeah, well, you don't know how I feel. I feel... I feel sort of... frightened. (laughs) You don't know what that's like.
4: I don't know what that's like. How do you think I've felt for the last couple of weeks since Cassie... since what happened?
6: I don't know. I don't know how you felt, Rodney.
4: Well, I'll tell you, frightened
6: ain't the words.
4: Do you know what I did the other night?
6: No, but I bet it was depressing. (laughs) I sat and read my diaries from when I was a school kid. You see, it was right. (laughs) No, not quite. I actually
4: noticed moments of hope within those pages. I mean, there weren't many. Just the occasional oasis of promise in a desert of pessimism. I were simple hopes, as you'd expect for someone of my age. I hoped for... hairs.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'd be well in my exams. I even hoped for a good job when I left school.
6: Well, you got hairs, didn't you? <laughs> I think how right said Fred must feel.
4: <laughs> I think Cass was so happy now. We were looking forward, and all we could see in front of us was this big, wide highway, and we were just cruising down it, and all of a sudden it came to a shuddering halt. Just like this poxy lift. Suddenly, happy families became dungeons and dragons. And I've never felt so I did paint like that in all my life.
6: Is Cassandra hurting? Of course she is. How do you know? You haven't talked to her about it. No. And
4: you know why? It's because... It's because, like, it's almost... If, if I don't talk about it, it might not be true. I know, I know, but if I don't say it, if you don't say what? We lost our baby. But you did, and you have said it. Yeah, I said it. You just. You shield yourself from it, you will I've just been lying, haven't I?
6: Yes. And what about Cassandra?
4: Not her. Cassandra can't tell a lie.
6: Raquel can. The moment one leaves my lips. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Cassie seems so fragile I wanted to cuddle her and talk to her about it but I was frightened I might sort of break her
6: No She's strong, Rodney she? Look, it's just a dropped stitch in life's tapestry That's what Mum used to say
4: what do I say to her, Dale?
6: Well, you tell her exactly what you told me. You can leave out the bit about the hairs, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> you go home right now and you have a heart-to-heart, right? While you're there, you ask her if she wants to come round for dinner tonight.
4: I can't, mate. I've got a real problem with that. What is it? I'm stuck in a bloody leaf. <Yeah>.
1: I think that is one of the best scenes yeah. in know.
3: There's like also a brilliant one where uh, there was some gangsters after uh, after Rodney. That was played it, by. Uh,
1: is that like Mike out of the young ones?
3: Yeah, because there was him and his brother, weren't they? Yeah, the, yeah. the little one. The, and uh, he took a beating for him. He did. Yeah, he took a beating yeah. I to
1: show showed love for him. Yeah. God, I hope he was dressed as a centaur when he did. It. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Driscoll brothers.
1: Yeah, the Driscoll brothers. That was it. Yeah. That was it.
3: Yeah. Ah. Oh there's like a little one it was Mike and it was a big tall one it's like the, that was that brilliant one wasn't it the one with the seance yeah oh Aubrey <laughs> Aubrey I
1: oh, am <yeah>, um. yeah. <laughs> and Dan triggers been waiting
3: shoot that no on so right yeah. right the right the right behind that where Rodney and Dan are hiding right behind the, the courtless and the was and uh, and he's there in the old uh, I thought name, would make it out. Triggers there? Because
1: yeah. what are you doing here? Because he it's an astrologer. Yeah. <laughs> and also he goes, Where are you at that party? He goes, Where well, are you intrigued? And he goes, I've been waiting in the other room. Yeah. And he goes, We've been in there and he goes, I was waiting for someone to put the lights so- on. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, that's what they're classic. I'm speaking to someone with white hair and gold earrings. It's Jimmy Savory. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh brilliant yeah, yeah, oh. again yeah, if we can find clips I'll yeah, put that's it in a brilliant episode that <laughs> uh, I want to talk about slightly uh, Jim Broadbent oh yeah,
3: yeah Slater quite an important he character
1: because Jim Broadbent was uh, up for playing Del. Uh you just can't imagine that I might,
3: you know it's easy to say that now, but mm. I don't know very different very yeah, different actor
1: of course Jim Broadbent played Slater who was their old uh, not so much school friend but nemesis at school had become a bent Copper. Oh, yeah. He's he a recurring
3: character, wasn't he? he came he in, well, he comes later
1: on he came in as, as Raquel's ex, wasn't yeah. he? That was a thing. Um, but there was always an episode with Slater uh, who tried to, line, uh, you know, he fixes him up. Fix up And he says, they? he goes, goes, okay, look, I'll tell you what. He goes,
6: Look, I thought I told you two you were free to go.
2: Oh, we thought we'd hang on a while.
4: Yeah, it's good here, isn't it?
5: <laughs> Still here.
4: We're waiting for Dale.
2: Will it be long, Sam?
5: Only as long as it takes him to tell me who nicked the microwave. Mm. Better get our heads down till the morning, then. Oh, no, Del's seen the light. He's decided to cooperate. Now you're pulling our legs. Do you reckon? Why don't you come in and see for yourselves? Come on. All right, Hoskins, away you go. Canteen's open now.
3: Oh, thank you
4: very much, sir.
5: There you are, Del boy. Your immunity from prosecution signed by the superintendent himself. What are you playing at, Dell? What are they doing here? Oh, I thought it'd be interesting for them to see you in your real light. The great Dell boy. The man who could talk his way out of a room with no doors. Reduced to this,
6: grassing. God, tell him, Rodney. He's got me all ends up. I've got no choice.
7: But you don't know his name, Dil. He was just a bloke in the market.
6: I'll leave it out, Grandad. If Mr Slater was to believe our descriptions, he'd have his men searching for someone as a cross between Tom Fum and the Jolly Green Giant.
5: <laughs> <laughs> or oh, with a the Death Eight.
0: <laughs> deaf
6: eight. Well, no, I wasn't doing it just for myself. He threatened to plant something on you and set you up for a bit of bird.
4: That is against the law. Phone the police.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling Dell. I've got to, Rodney. Otherwise it'll mean you and me go down a road and... Granddad's gonna be left alone on the estate, see? I've got no choice. I've got no choice. Well, right, Mr Slater, let's get down to business.
5: Oh, Dell. Del boy, those words are music to my ears. I will cherish this moment. Right, O'Dell. Who nicked it? They are free to go, aren't they? Yeah, they're free to go. No charges. They can leave whenever they like. Okay, give me his name. You've got nothing on me either. No, you've got an immunity from prosecution. You've got less chance of a pull than the Queen. As
0: long
6: as I know.
5: Right. For the third and last time of asking, who nicked the microwave off the back of the lorry?
6: I did.
1: (laughs) I'll let you go and I'll sign it and if you tell me who did it and Dale goes alright oh, so they sign the paperwork and goes now they tell me who did it and Dale goes it was me Yeah. so of course they get off scratch free um, here's some of the episodes like that, that are most well known uh, Touch of Glass in series 2 is the one with the chandelier as we mentioned earlier yeah, yeah. on uh, Mike and Denzel first appear in series 3 episode Who's a Pretty Boy Mm. Um, the episode thicker than water in series 3 is the hint that Dell and Rodney do not have the same father yeah, yeah. and this is the episode where Reg their father reappears
3: that's, a, that's quite a serious that's where you see the serious side of Del yeah exactly.
1: when he tells him to
3: get out of the end doesn't it? yeah, isn't he?
1: yeah. Uh, the first episode, Happy Returns, in series four, does not involve Grandad, as that's when Le- Leonard Pierce was in the hospital, and of course Leonard sadly died during the making of that episode. Uh, the episode after that, uh, Strange Relations, when which Buster Merrifield turns up as Uncle Albert, had to be hastily rewritten and put in, and that's in the reason why in that series there's more episodes. Generally, as we know in England, your TV series run at six or seven six episodes. Six or seven, That's the reason why there's not that many. Uh, yeah. But of course, in that one, there's eight episodes in that <laughs> series. Um... The longest night which was about the armed robbery. Do you remember that one? The armed robbery? That's the one with the starless vast Blackwood, yes. And I love the nerd there to uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels. C uh, for 3 is the episode with the hang glider in which we played that earlier on um, the hang glider scene as we said David Jason wanted to do it because he's a trained uh, glider pilot a scuba diver and swims of course with uh, like swimming with dolphins about it mm-hmm. the BBC uh, said it was too dangerous for him to do it and uh, that's another thing strange thing in the 70s is stuff like that with the professionals as we mentioned where they had them <laughs> driving around in, in like fast cars and doing their own stunts but they wouldn't allow them to drive to set for insurance purposes <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one of the last episodes of series 5 called Who Wants to Be a, ne- a Millionaire? There, uh, the idea for this script was for, uh, for David Jason as an ending for Dale Boy. He was going to move to Australia uh, at the last minute. David Jason uh, changed his mind. This was going to actually be a spin off uh, for Rodney and Mickey to continue, continue as it traders. It would
3: never have been the same. It was going to be
1: called Hot Rod,
2: apparently. Mm. Oh, you t- get into strange
3: when you start taking out really integral characters out of it, it he, is never the same. It just never is. No. Look, at, look, at, look, at M- look at Minder. You know, I was a massive fan of it with Dennis Waterman. As soon as he left and I brought that Mark Webster in it, do you remember any of them? Do you remember any of it? No. he won for about five years. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. Uh, your lucky winner is the episode from Series 6 in which Rodney uh, has to pretend he's doing a skateboarding. That is a, that is a
3: fantastic episode, that is. When he comes second to the skateboard, second skateboarding. Season, the drawing. <laughs> that is a brilliant episode. Uh, stage Fight is the
1: episode from Series 7. We've we mentioned Tony Angelina. We've uh, Kawhi. Yes, Yeah, certainly. The episode Class of 62 is which Slater reappears. Uh, Three Men and a Woman and the Baby is the episode in which uh, Damien is born. born, And that's when they tell him, I said, uh, what is it, darling?" And he goes, it's only a baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jolly Boys outing is classed as one of the most loved episodes. Kel, I think you love Jolly yeah. Boys outing, don't you?
3: I-, I think it's something interesting that you haven't mentioned. But I think what made Only Fools and Horses so big, it was the Christmas special. Yeah. It, 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 it replaced Morecambe and Wise, didn't it? Where everyone watched it. Mm. You know, I, I remember that that, that episode of was like 18 million people on a Christmas Day. Yeah. Now, what what, what do they get now? If you get eight million, you're lucky, aren't you? Mm. I know we mm. only had four or five, yeah, you know, about four channels. There was a five channels when that. No, four? at all. But it, it was must-have TV, and I think the Christmas special—that was the last time there was a Christmas special. Everyone loved. for time, it's Doctor Who is Doctor he? Who You know, the Who specials I'm, are crap. Uh, but I don't want to uh, get into. the Last that. one wasn't.
0: No,
1: pretty, anyway. uh, heroes yeah. and villains is another episode uh, most always played and because that's the episode that is where they dressed as Batman and Robin running it's off famous, at, famous. Off of it's, a good, it's a good episode but then it it's, a episode. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. it's a good episode yeah. Miami <laughs> Twice another one of those stra- I filmed on it was uh, like the weakest one wasn't it it's supposed to have been brilliant but I, uh, the first episode that is really good but the, the second Strip episode stripped out the laughter track to so, make yeah, it's important I'm for a lot
3: of sitcoms it really is mm. uh, the
1: episode we talked about earlier on in the lift was called In Modern Man uh, Time in Our Hands is the episode where they finally make it rich. Uh, if they could see us now, has the death of Uncle Albert, and also in the episode Mike dies. Uh, Strangers on the Shore. Now, that's the episode where you've got the immigrant who keeps calling everyone Gally. Ah, oh, yeah. I believe he turned up in East Enders uh, in that one.
3: See, it was just it was it was really getting going away by right now, wasn't it? Yeah. With these ones, it was like it just wasn't the same,
1: was it? Now, I'm just going to mention some of these uh, lost episodes. <laughs> uh, we'll be pretty quick on these. What do you
3: mean, as in <laughs> lost, have been lost, no, they the, have not gone nah, anymore, these, they're not showing a... These
1: are episodes that were not made for TV. <laughs> these were episodes that were made for other things. Okay? So they, it'll, it'll come to my mind as that. The first of these, okay. uh, made in 1984, uh, 27 minutes, is called License to Drill. Um, basically, this is Delbert and Rodney are seen in this extremely rare episode filmed around 1984. Um, basically, this was to do with. Um, oil drilling an oil refinery my god sponsored of... by BP at all you oh. and all that kind of stuff was special, that. that's a very unusual uh, because so I did Atlanta, a film, film.
3: I love yeah, my film like, like, yeah. you know because like, I did a lot of puns on um Doctor, uh, on James Bond because my one of my favourite episodes is said Diamonds a Heather. yeah I love that episode yeah and I thought I can't. That that is really mad isn't yeah. it? It, 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 it that's really it's mad you can't believe that you can imagine <laughs> Ricky Gervais doing <laughs> i you know, did a special episode for, uh, for, you know, for industry. Well, no,
1: but you can imagine John Cleese. John Cleese did, yeah. Because he, he had video arts and made all these training films and uh, actually probably made more money out of that than he's ever made from comedy, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, next one mm. is one called White Mice, transmitted the 24th of December 1985. It's is oh, this one f- to
3: promote mice? Actually, yeah. probably,
1: only for five minutes. Uh, this was a part of the Breakfast Time Christmas Special. This rare clip shows Dell explain how to sell some white mice to a wally in a hat. This has never been released since and remains a very rare episode. But it has Doesn't been yeah? uncovered by the Only Falls Ours' appreciation mm, good good yeah. society. <laughs> uh, the Royal Variety Show. Uh, this was on Wednesday, December twenty third. Sorry, no, it wasn't. It was on the twenty seventh of November, nineteen eighty six. It was a ten sketch. minutes. Yeah, Del and yeah. Rodney Lomov on cloud, but arrive at Drury Lane, in London, thinking they are delivering some dodgy goods to Chunky Lewis and Michael behind in the West End. Unfortunately, they take a wrong turn and end up walking into the middle of the Royal Variety performance. They mistake the Duchess of York for Chunky Bear. Bearing in mind, of course, that she wasn't too slim in those days.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I can understand that one because like a lot of things did little sketches of. That was well, quite yeah. a common thing then, wasn't it? And it that really happened now, but in the 70s and 80s, it was like, you know, the BBC flooded it to death, didn't they? They'd yeah. use these. Oh, kind of yeah, they'd always
1: get these walk ons, they yeah. big yeah. and everything. It's
3: like.
0: Oh.
1: like this, is, this is a trouble of thing, what happens when these people become well loved characters, mm. which. Is kind of a blessing and a curse, really, and it is why if you if you did half of the stuff that you that you do with Delboy and Rodney in the later episodes, if you did half of that with characters that people didn't know, then it would just fall flat on its face. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be funny.
0: Yeah. No, right. So
1: I think I think they were lucky there in that everybody got to know these characters, everybody got behind yeah. them, and suddenly you can do whatever
3: you yeah, want. with yeah. them.
1: Yeah. And that would be funny, because it's just we know all about these people and they're falling in the water. Whereas, I mean, I don't think the actual setup of the joke is that great. It's yeah. just the fact that they have this comedy goal to work with. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was just like shooting fish in a barrel, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: next one, next uh, mm. rare one, is uh, called Robin Flies at Dawn. Uh, this was transmitted on the 1st of December 1990. Uh, it's 15 minutes long. and This was actually made for the uh, troops in the Gulf War. Uh, and it has such lines in it as uh, this is Derek Trotter reporting from a secret location somewhere in southern England and Rodney saying uh, it's in High Wycombe Mm -hmm. Uh, this involves a special three-wheeled tank and I'm guessing what that tank was Uh, this was just a morale boost in episode for the,
3: the Book of War. people have got
1: these they, they, yeah right. got well the British Society has found these and have them in their archives which are, yeah, I'm sure they put them out on uh, when they do um, you know conventions yeah, the conventions there, yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, there was a comic release special uh, on the uh, 14th of March 1997 uh, that was for 10 minutes as part of the comic release special recording uh, this was done after time in our hands. This made a special surprise for fans, where Del and Rodney unearthed jokes that dug at the roles that they both played in recent years, in other acting roles such as Inspector Foster, David Jason. Del and Rodney discussed important issues with a touch of humour thrown in, and make the appeal from the flat uh, for the public. It was assumed this was the last offering of Del and Rodney. Of course, uh-huh. it wasn't. Uh, Christmas Tree episode. Uh, this was on the twenty seventh of September, nineteen eighty-two. So you see, it goes back quite a bit. Uh, this was eight minutes long. Uh, this was all about um, uh, selling uh, small Christmas trees and all that kind of stuff. You know, Ridiculous little things. Um, but nice little nice little treats that you know you can find. Little bits and bobs. A little bit like Blackadder did in yeah. a way. Because, because they'd pop up on yeah. Roll Variety and yeah. Comic yeah. Relief. And I suppose really that's the kind of thing which uh, a few years later you'd have included in the DVD. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Of cool. course. Yeah. But well, now people are have got to go and hunt they're out. They're like the, the um, um, we'll do some trivia and then we'll talk about the DVDs but, oh, yeah. yes. um, okay so listen we've only got a little bit of trivia so apologies for that yeah, I, know. Uh, I know you like your trivia I do like trivia Trigger's real name that is a good point actually what is
3: Trigger's real name ooh
1: Colin have you just looked at my script no <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your big stupid Join. microphones in the way yes yeah. his, his name is Colin 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 Ball his was he ever name. called that any no uh, well not sure. but he's, uh, he's also his reason why he's, he's called Trigger is because he looks like a man without a horse that's That's really interesting. What they call it. But yeah, his name is Colin Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I suppose that could be referenced to in, uh, in Rock and Chips, maybe. Huh? Uh, David Jason and Nicholas Lindhurst and Roger Lloyd Pack are the only actors to appear in both the first and last episodes of Only Fools and Horses, Sim mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Peck and being the last one. Although Cassandra was supposed to be five years younger than Rodney, in real life, Gwyneth Strong is actually two years older than Nicholas Lindhurst. Yeah. Uh, the title of the show is based on a genuine saying... Why do Only Fools and Horses work for a living? Which has its origins in 19th century American vaudeville. Only Fools and Horses had also been a title of an episode from Citizen Smith. Oh, yeah. So there we have Waffle on about Only Fools and Horses. Now let's get to the rant, shall we? Let's talk let's about talk. the
3: revisionist
1: DVD. <laughs> the revisionist DVD. The DVD available on the big box set. And also in separate ones. The separate ones apparently have never been cut. The earlier versions of them. And also the videotapes. And on some episodes on UK Gold. But the big box set uh, of the DVDs, which does look very nice, is cut. The reason why it's cut is because the BBC do not own the rights for the music played in the Yeah, it's got all that
3: incidental music in oh. all. Now, this, oh, this
1: has actually been revoked now, and the BBC can, uh, it means they've got to re-edit them. So there should be a revised edition of the box set, most notably, hopefully, on Blu-ray, although that would be extortionate in price. They also cut, though, scenes involving um, earlier terms, which we're going to say now. So yeah, you you're going to go talk about it. Any knows. early... 80s and stuff so uh, a lot of shops in England corner shops were owned by people from Pakistan and would be often referred to as going down to the Paki shop um, I don't see anything really wrong with that because sure, so well, was a the version like, no, it wasn't a racist term of course it, it is of, a racist it termed, term. termed now as racist now but not so much then but you've got to take these things with the, into the, connotation yeah, of with, when it was I mean it was. there was a lot of terms as well saying in which they uh, I'm sure they used the word uh, nigger at one point they used the word what Chinky, we're going to end the chinky. And they cut these things. Now, you shouldn't cut it. It's a bit like turning around and cutting anything to do with Adolf Hitler being a massive nutter and hating Jews. You cannot change history. This is time. Yeah. You shouldn't. You know, you can't change these facts, and it's wrong to do it. And I think it's a disgrace that they have cut these scenes out of Only Fools and Horses. It's the same the reason why they won't play uh, television programmes such as It Ain't Half Hot Man. Because right. they had a, a, a was it Michael Bentine, was it Michael Bentine, or or was it yeah. I can't remember Andeaz, was who who was blacked up. To play the Indian in it. But
3: the show, but the, uh, hmm. the show my, my Fair Lady on the TV with the Chinese person yeah. in it was really and racist. And maybe, maybe really and maybe
1: Psychoville has changed that with the, uh, with the Tina Turner thing. Oh that, my God, you wait to see it. <laughs> do you didn't
3: use Psychoville, mate. I uh, mm. haven't yet
1: got into it mm. uh, once everybody starts we'll it. going on about yeah, how You will go watch
3: that. So I, I
1: personally, I'm, I find it a real insult to, to well, us the fans of Only Fools and Horses and generally anybody with a general sense of humour and intelligence.
3: Well it was said at the time and you know R- Dow was from a, a, a time in the late 60s and 70s where there was casual racism in Britain It yes. just was because you know it, it
1: it's true I mean it's not as if it's like Midsummer Murders where there are no black characters
3: yeah. <laughs> no. and his friend was a black character mm. exactly. and it, it, just, it was just what people you know called each other like you know, you know I feel, we, we, we I'm feeling the same page. it was the same then yeah. you know Jock, whatever, you're you, you know, these are... A lot of British people use them. Yeah. And they said packy shoppers in the same way. Well, it's like the Scots.
1: Have you ever heard a Scottish man being being said, Oh, you can't call me a Scot. Well, jock. No, or so a jock. You, you, you can't not call somebody an Aussie in the same way that you apparently can't call somebody a packy.
3: It's yeah. exactly, it's the, exactly same the same. But it's, it's, well, it's, it's been, been changed. Like, but of course, it's been... It's yeah, changed. It's been, it's been it's, hijacked. Well, the by media have took it out of well, context. It it's it, it, yeah. Didn't yeah. It yeah. the media who've got all these things. I'm not saying you should go to... Like, oh, I no, no, of course you, you shouldn't. You be no. doing that. Well, no, because obviously nowadays it's
1: been hijacked by the idiots and classed as a racist term. Yeah, terms, yeah it's been made mean. derogatory. No. Well, a, anybody who no. would watch Only falls and Horses and turn around and say, my God, this is terrible, you can't be using these racist words, is an idiot if they don't understand when it was actually made. So please, when the, when the Blu-ray player version comes out... BBC, please insert these back in. I'm not being funny, but the music that was played back here like, it was most undoubtedly Dexys well, Midnight Runners which can't it, be that expensive. The point
3: contextualises it, doesn't it? It puts it into context of the time. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, I can judge things from how people speak. Casual racism was around, yeah. you know, mind your language. You know, that was one of the biggest sitcoms in Britain. Yeah. That was getting 13, 14 million people. And they won't show it on the TV now. Yeah. Love I, thy, I, thy, thy I thy, can't thy see wine. Love thy neighbour. I could probably see wine. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm just like, no. no but because
1: it's crap yeah, well,
3: yeah but the point is, <laughs> not
1: because it's racist it's crap
3: but people got it wrong it, it, the white person was the idiot in it hmm. the, black, the next door neighbour was the good person yeah
1: well that's exactly the same like, the in, health. in health and, it and, in and well uh, was it the day today who took the, took the, the piece out of that where they turned around <laughs> and said there was a, a, the first racist programme on there.
3: oh no oh, yeah that's and nice and the
1: first, the first programme to ever use swear, words. swear oh word. you oh, big no. hairy cock no, not yet i <laughs> you, you i <shitter. laughs> <you, you> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Excellent.
3: Okay. Well,
1: there we go. This is uh, the end of Waffle on Podcast about only fools and horses. Now, remember, you can send us. Uh, you're. We're going, what are we gonna. What we do next? <laughs> I'm looking at you.
3: What do you want? to... Well, oh, I'd say I'd say Star is it either Wars, either going to or, Star Brian? Wars do, or Life do of, Life of Brian. Brian. Please do Life of Brian.
1: Please do Life, Life of Brian. Life, Life of Brian.
3: We are gonna do Star Wars yeah. because to, basically we want to, we want to uh, have a go at George Lucas for 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> our next
1: episode is going to be Monty Python's Life of Brian. So. If you enjoy that film, or if you don't enjoy that film even, uh, please do send us comments to waffleonpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment or message me on Facebook. Obviously, you can find us under our names on Facebook or on the Waffle On Podcast page. You'll have to search for that in the search bar. Sometimes it doesn't come up on your iPhone. A bit annoying. Um, yeah, so there you go. Or, of course, you can leave us comments on our Podbean site. Thanks for listening, Cal. Thanks for joining me, Jules. Okay, and Pete. Wonderful to have you here again. It's a pleasure, as usual, Julie Masiplonka. Thank yeah. you very much, and we'll see you for the Blues Brothers episode in the day. Thank you very much, and thanks for joining us. And here are some promos. Please do listen to them because it could be something you like. And after that, we'll play the second version of the theme tune and the original version. Take care. Mm-hmm.
0: attention attention it's finally here the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking
4: television series in history mash join the hosts of mash 4077 podcast kenny meds and al as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode
7: they will also share with you some
4: little-known behind-the-scenes information trivia and so much more find them on itunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.pawbean.com. Stick a pony in me pocket, I'll fetch the
0: suitcase from the van, cause if you want the bestest but you don't know. A mystery, it's like the changing of the seasons and the tides of the sea. But it's the one who's driving me.